This episode of The Reese Show was brought to you by Essential Juice Co. Essential Juice Co., providing our community with organic cold-pressed juices, delicious smoothies, and respiratory steams that promote holistic healing. Each bottle is packed with vitamins, herbs, and minerals that feed your mind, body, and soul. Essential Juice, absolutely necessary and extremely important. Follow the account on Instagram and place your orders at Essential Juice Co. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Ready? That's it right there? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, when you come back, we'll rap about it. All yeah. Right. All right. Celebrate. Enjoy that, by the way. Celebrate. Huh. You good? Okay. That's how to make sure. We're not gonna eat the we're not gonna eat the chips on the mic. <laughs> we'll be good. We're not gonna get that popping. Oh, everybody's phone on my vibrate? I turned mine just off vibrate. Just gotcha, gotcha. I got my computer on mute because phone calls, text messages come through the computer too. Um Oh, huh, we just went through a breathing exercise. We did, because, you and know, I wanted you to move some of that move some of that energy around some your of that body. tension and frustration. Yeah. It has been a day. Welcome back, everybody. Um, this is episode 71 of The Reshow. Uh, I am here with our special guest, Ms. Brickhouse. Thank Woo! you. Thank you for joining us. If we had more time, I would have made you go in the bathroom and, like, you know, give yourself a personal massage, because that usually helps, you know, bring the stress levels down. Word? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would have done that here in the studio. <laughs> I don't know if uh, everybody in the studio would appreciate that. If I explained that to O, we'd be like, dog, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, we ain't got no more tissue. I don't know what happened, Phil. This is a wrap. Um, really couldn't be here today. He's, he's handling some stuff, uh, handling home right now. Uh, O's also not here today because O's actually in Houston. He's on his flight back. So uh, we have our uh, substitute engineer, Eric. He, he'll be back inside. Uh, little O's here. He only wants us to call him Omari. He doesn't want to be known as... Uh, a little O, uh, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty, um, it's just me, Ms. Brickhouse, like I said, and hey. he's here today. Um, That's enough. It is enough. It'll always be enough. You're enough. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, I've been wanting you to come here for a while. Here I am. I've been wanting you to come here. Uh, <laughs> I want to do a quick um, wrap-up, though. How was your week, week, week weekend? Oh, uh, week, weekend has been good. I've just been trying to focus on rebuilding and, mm-hmm. you know, now that you got time, you got time to really look at the details of your life and your business right. and... You know, evaluate some things, assess some things, you know, mm-hmm. so that's what I've been doing. Okay. I jumped on your live the other day. Oh, yeah. Which one? The one uh, about masturbation for survivors? I jumped. No, I don't think that was <laughs> Or the one. I jumped in like the tail end of a uh, conversation you were having. I know you were in your bed. You had your sign up and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you normally do live from your bed? I don't know. Sometimes. Just, okay. Yeah. Most of the time. Either my bed or my couch. It was somebody who asked about. I just remember a question. So I was like, you don't shave your armpits? And you just oh, like, yeah. People are really, people get really offended by body hair. It's hilarious. Like, really? They be really upset. I don't remember what you were talking about because I just <laughs> jumped in and jumped out. Because yeah. I never see you on live. So I was uh-huh. like, let me just jump in and see what she's talking about. Yeah. Um, and that was the day I hit you up and asked you if you wanted to come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it seems like uh, just knowing you, you're very open, mm-hmm. you know? So it just seems like people would ask you very open questions. They like do, that, all the time. Out of pocket shit. All the time. I would imagine. I would all imagine. All the time. <laughs> um, weekend was good, though? Everything straight? Oh, it was good, yeah. Doing thing good? Uh, let me see. What did I do good? Um, I took care of myself. Okay. Spent time with the ones I love. That's always important. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that was good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, week was... Uh, the week was good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I kicked it with my homegirl. We got a chance to shoot on Friday and Saturday. That's dope. Um, went out, spent the night out in Tacoma. Um, I tried Perks for the first time. I'll never be doing that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that was an experience I don't want. Uh, 
I thought I was ready for it and I wasn't. Uh, I, I tend to be very honest about, you know, like drug usage and experimentation and shit like that, you mm-hmm. know, on here. And I know like people joked about it, but um, my boy gave me a perk and we were just talking about it. And I'm, I've been very <laughs> cautious with like drugs lately, you know. Like, right, yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm willing to try this, but I'm not willing to do other things. Mm-hmm. And um, bro was like, you know, try this perk. He was like, you know, but be cautious you know and I've had other people tell me too like mm-hmm. I've been very wary of pills and opioids you know mm-hmm. um, I haven't like I said I've done coke you know um, mm-hmm. done molly mm-hmm. that was like the extent of it though you know and so so you try to be a little adventurous this week well yeah <laughs> because uh, I had a couple experiences that was like okay let's I think I can do that you mm-hmm. know man I tried that joint <laughs> For everybody out there, just being as honest and transparent as I could be. So he gave me a perk 30. I called one of my boys. I was like, man, what's this experience like? You know, like, is it going to be the worst shit ever? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? He was like, bro, if I was you, I'd want to take a fourth. He's like, you've never done this before. You know, just take a fourth. You know, if you start to feel the high. And I probably called like three or four people, like, ask them what their experience was. And so uh, we were kicking it. I took the fourth, you know, and I was cool, mm-hmm. right? And they were like, don't take it on an empty stomach. So I had like a couple uh, sandwiches before that. So then, sipped, sipped a little tequila, you know, I'm in the car, we're vibing, it was raining outside. Why are you mixing stuff? Because uh, I usually drink <laughs> if, we, if, if I do anything, you know what I mean? But I didn't know that I couldn't do that with this. Oh, God. I had, had no idea. <laughs> Nobody warned me of anything, right? So, uh, it was raining, we're just talking, vibing, having a great time in the car, you know what I'm saying? And then I got up to leave, right? Get mm-hmm. out the car, instantly felt like kind of nauseous. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Then I was like, maybe it's just gas, right? Mm-hmm. So, tried to burp a couple times. Mm-hmm. Man, I got to uh, my destination, got out the car, immediately threw up. Oh, no. I said, nah, dog, I'm good. <laughs> this is not the experience that I want. And so then after I threw up, um, I was still high, mm-hmm. right? So I stumbled in the house. I went back outside to, like, try to scrub the sidewalk and shit like that. I don't know how successful I was because mm-hmm. I was high. Yeah. Got in the house, man. I was up for, like, another couple of hours. And I was like, all I can do is sit down. I can't do anything else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done for it. This is Again, this is not the high that I want. Mm-mm. And so, um, yeah, I won't be doing that again. Yeah, no. That no, not at terrible. All. And everybody was just like, <laughs> it, the high wasn't bad, but it was just the throwing up part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was, but I don't want to throw up to get high and then have a great time. It was just yeah. like, no. I'm saying that's my aversion to this particular drug. We won't be down that road anymore. Um, yeah, nah. Then yesterday, um, went to my mom's house. And went to my parents' house. I cooked for my parents. I didn't get a chance to go last week to my mom's for mm-hmm. Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So I cooked for her. I cooked for my dad. I got a chance to watch the last dance with my dad, which is super <laughs> dope because he introduced me to Michael Jordan like years ago. You know, mm-hmm. like that's my introduction to sports is like Michael Jordan, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. And so watching it with my dad meant something because my dad's a huge Jordan fan. Mm-hmm. You know, so we got a chance to watch the last of the documentary together. Watch my dad tear up. You know what I'm saying? Aww. Watching Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was pretty dope, man. And then just uh, work today. Watch my kid bombard me with questions all day while I was working and mm. did that kind of thing. So yeah, that was my weekend. Summer, coolest kid out there. Summer's a dope kid, man. She uh, oh god, she's doing a lot now. How old is she now? She's eleven. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's eleven. You old Negro. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, but yeah. <laughs> you got an eleven year old. You old Negro. <laughs> all right. So for those that don't know. Me and Miss Brickhouse go back. Way back. I want to say way, back way to back. like 01. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 01 maybe. I graduated 03, so. Back to Randy Beach days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And to watch her journey has been really interesting, right? Um, and I'm always the person. I try not to judge anything. I just, I'd rather talk to you than yeah. the one I see on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
wasn't was it last year? Last year, maybe the year before, a couple years ago, I think. You know, you and I were talking, and I was like, "Man, you changed a lot." Not in a bad way. Yeah, know, but no, just, I've definitely again, changed a lot. <laughs> it's very interesting to see. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, your journey is one that um, I think a lot of people would be able to identify with if they were more honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of leads us into a couple topics. But is there anything you want to say before we dig into this? I want to. No. Have some fun today. I'm just I'm be. just happy to be here looking at your beautiful black face. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You've always <laughs> been super, like, extra positive. You always put a smile on my face. Oh. Um, Do you see the thing with the dude broke up with his girl about the OnlyFans thing? So, I didn't watch it, but I know okay. the, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I know media. how ignorant, you know, cis men can be sometimes. So, oh, it's wait, not, so I'm not, I'm not surprised. Uh, let's talk about that. <laughs> now wanna, okay, so what happened was, <laughs> from what we gathered from the video and, like, you know, the tweets and all that, mm-hmm. um... They had a discussion about OnlyFans. She said she wanted to do it. He said, don't do it. Mm-hmm. She did it anyway. He broke up with her. Mm-hmm. That was the extent of, that was it. He broke up with her, right? Mm-hmm. So she goes to his house. She's pissed off. She's yelling. She's like, you broke up with me? He was like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm here because you broke up with me. He was like, yeah, you started OnlyFans, and I told you not to. Mm-hmm. He did, so I broke up with you. Mm-hmm. So then she gets mad. <laughs> Look at old man. So she gets mad. She starts throwing this shit around, and she leaves. Mm-hmm. So all the commentary on Twitter was like, oh, she said something to the extent of, are you going to pay my bills? He didn't respond. Mm-hmm. And then she throws the shit around and she leaves. Mm-hmm. And so there's two sides to this argument, right? There's two sides to this whole situation. So mm-hmm. um, my my stance, my personal stance is, um, my personal stance is you, your partner didn't want you to do something. You did it anyway, which is fine. It's your prerogative. Mm-hmm. And then he broke up with you, which mm-hmm. is also his prerogative, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be you know, disrespectful towards you or anything like that. All he has to do is walk out the door. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, thank you, sir. She doesn't have to, in turn, throw his shit around that the house yeah. and cause a scene and storm out and all those other things, right? Mm-hmm. She'd be upset. That's fine. That's my stance. I don't think anybody in this situation was wrong besides her throwing his shit. Mm-hmm. I think they both had their own agendas. Mm-hmm. They're both loyal to those agendas. Mm-hmm. That's it. I want to know your thoughts on that, though. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Okay. So, um, for one, <laughs> I think that, you know, I think that this... This idea that you can be in partnership and partnership means that another person can tell you what to do is just real strange to me. I'm not I'm not with that. I can make suggestions to my partners, but I'm not about to tell them what to do. Can they're, they take your life? Yeah, they're right. their own people. I can I can right. say, hey, these are my feelings. This is my boundaries, what I feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. Of course. So I think that. Because um, I don't own you. I don't owe you, right. you know. So yeah, I think that it's I think it's important to set your boundary. And if your boundary was, hey, this is a non-negotiable for me. This is something I don't feel comfortable with. And if you decide to do that, that's your prerogative. But I am going to remove myself from relationship. I don't think there's anything wrong with. And setting. it probably wasn't worded that well. Yeah, I do want to say that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with with setting a boundary and right. making it very clear what your non-negotiables are. But it's when you know the threatening comes in, when the no, not clear communication about what the boundaries are, or what you know when like, you're emotional tend to set in yeah, more than just yeah, the logic. Yeah, you know, so I thought, yeah, so, so there's that. And then um, as far as going to somebody's house and tearing up their shit, like, leave people shit alone. I'm not about yeah. to go. I don't want to buy fucking up my shit, so I don't go fuck up nobody else's shit. Like, that's just not right. what I'm going to do with my time. Um, as far as uh, her asking, are you going to pay my bills, if that's what she asked, I get exactly what she's saying. She's basically being like, okay, well this is a form of income for me. So if mm-hmm. you are saying you don't want me to make this income, then how are you going to replace it? Like, mm-hmm. because the thing is, it's not like she's asking him for anything. Right. She's going to get it on her own. But if you want to stand in the way of me making money, cause I've had partners try that, mm-hmm. uh, then th- I've had the same question. <laughs> like, okay, you don't want me to take this gig. That's really interesting. 
this is how much that gig pays. I think so. Like it's it's I'm getting I'm getting the money either way. So it's either gonna come from you or it's gonna come from this gig. And more than likely, it's still gonna come from the gig because I don't stop doing what I'm doing right, for nobody. Right. But you know, it's like if. If I'm asking you to take a day off your job, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think the issue is that people do not respect sex work. And so people don't treat it like it's real work and it is real work. It's just like any other job. So if I'm asking you to take a day off with no paid leave, no nothing, mm-hmm. and it's just because I really want you to, mm-hmm. not like, you know, it's not, it's not based on anything other than I just really want you to, right. and you really need that money, you're not in a place where you can skip having a day pay. Right then I would expect you to ask me the same thing of like, okay, baby, well, you know, the way my money's set up right now, I can't afford to miss no days, but if you really me, want me to stay home with you, can you meet me at what I was going to make today? Let me say two things real quick, because I do agree, and I think that we've all taken a day off of work for our partner. Yeah. But you hit on something when you said a lot of people don't respect sex work. So two things I would do want to say. Mm. Um, one, no, people don't respect sex work. And only because I've worked at, you know, you've set yeah. me up with people and, you know, mm-hmm. to work and do shit like that. Yeah. Um, but on the other end of that, um, it's in your mind what you can try to, what you justify. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, important to say, right? Because yeah. I, I've definitely called out of work because my girl wasn't feeling good. You know, mm-hmm. we were in a bad place and I just need to take the day off to right. be with my girl or whatever, you know, yeah. or for my kid or whatever other reason, you know what I mean? Yeah. That I, that I could justify to myself, you know, right. if I had PTO, that's dope. If I don't, then I have sick time. Like, you know what I'm right. I take it off. Um, but I think, but you're fortunate enough that it's not going to harm you if you, if well, you take a day, uh, whatever. I've like, done, you know? I've done stupid shit. I've definitely taken days off when I shouldn't have, <laughs> you know, where, like I knew that I was putting myself in danger of maybe losing my job or being suspended or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I could justify it. Right. Like mm-hmm. this other thing I'm doing is more important to me than I can get another job. Gee, it's mm-hmm. not a problem, you know, but the other part of it is, um, say for you and I, right. If you mm-hmm. and I are talking, excuse me, I'm going into this knowing what kind of work you do. Mm-hmm. It's not new. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think that. That's stretching the boundary of a relationship when you mm-hmm. introduce a new aspect of it, especially sex work. Yeah. If you know, if you were never doing this before and now all of a sudden you want to start OnlyFans, but mm-hmm. I've never known you to do this type of work. Mm-hmm. For me, I can't wrap my mind around that as easily as if you were doing this when we first got together. Yeah. You know, and I've had friends, uh, I have conversations with friends who produce adult content, mm-hmm. but their partners knew they were doing that going into it. Yeah. You know, so it's not a stretch. Like whatever they do on set or whatever they do with their pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not asking too much of you to just accept this, yeah. you know, but if you just said, I want to start doing porn mm-hmm. or you say, you know, like this is new for me. I want to try da da da. Cause mm-hmm. I remember how much of a stretch it was for me to start uh, shooting porn. Mm-hmm. And my girl was like, at the time she was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You've never done this before. I seen like how she, I kind of forced the issue, you know, mm-hmm. to go to LA and go do all that, but mm-hmm. she wasn't comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So I seen it from that, and I wasn't even in the shit. Yeah. I'm just shooting. No, it, people you know get to, yeah, people get to feel in some kind of way. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I and I appreciate that she accepted it after, you know, mm-hmm. after time and conversations, and I had to introduce you to this person, and mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying there's there's links yeah. I have to go through to make you okay with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can see that being a boundary for a lot of people. I mean, you know. I can, I, yeah, I can see it being a boundary for a lot of people. I just think it's a silly boundary because when folks change their, p- folks change their occupations all day, course, every day, yeah. people pick up side hustles all day, every day. And I, I especially find it hilarious that this be people, you know, with records talking about they don't want their girls starting OnlyFans. And it's like, mm. you, I don't think that was their situation. He, I mean, I'm just saying though, like, you. like, yeah. you know, it's like folks who like, you've done what you've had to do to get what you need to get. Right. But somehow you want to control how somebody else wants to get what they need. Like, right. nah, man. Like, can either. Hmm? Real quick, can I say something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is E. This is <laughs> our, our producer for today. Hello, hello. <laughs> I actually believe that nobody should knock anybody's hustle. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that in a relationship, everything should be clearly communicated. You know, like, mm-hmm. 
if I was to start an OnlyFans page, which I'm not, but if I was to start one, I would want to clearly communicate that to... Black men make a lot of money on OnlyFans. Yeah, I don't... I don't know the type of content he wants to produce for himself. I think that's there's lots of content on there. It doesn't just you know, which is which is what I hate now. I hate that. We'll get to that in a second. I'll be trash at OnlyFans. I'm trash at sending. (laughs) You haven't seen the you haven't seen the news at OnlyFans. Let me tell you, brother, you ain't seen the trash. Ah, frustrates me. Sorry. I did watch somebody rate OnlyFans the other day though. Rate it? Yeah. Hmm. He was like, "You should go to this one because this is." Oh, that's kind of tight. World star. Mm-hmm. Got you. Mm-hmm. I will say that uh, when I jumped into OnlyFans, I jumped in in OnlyFans infancy. Mm-hmm. And so it was like all of the well-known adult actresses or, mm-hmm. you know, content producers or whatever, yeah. um, that was them. And they were just doing balls to the wall. They was going mm-hmm. for it, you know. Yeah. And I've seen the change in OnlyFans, like, lately because it's like a lot of this is content you'll probably find on Instagram. You some of I mean? it, yeah. Yeah, well, just from the people that I know, that mm-hmm. I've seen, and, like, you know, the, some of the friends that I have, a girl's like, yo, check out my OnlyFans. Like, what do you think of these pictures? Because mm-hmm. somebody literally inboxed me, like, a 10 different photos. I was like, you think this is good enough for OnlyFans? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, it depends on where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. If you just wanted to, like, get the bag, because, as you know, there's no preview for OnlyFans. Yeah. It's not like, you know, all yeah, the porn can. websites and all that. Where you yeah, can no, see you got to Here's you gotta a five-minute clip. Yeah, you got to. You got to commit. And you got to sign with your card mm-hmm. and pay that fee, yep. whatever that is. You know what I mean? And then you'll find out what content lies behind the veil. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of dangerous in a sense because I'm starting to see people get exposed, mm-hmm. which I don't like. Um, but also, I'm on the side of the per- of the consumer as what well. What do you mean by you're seeing people get exposed? Uh, I've seen people like this dude put this chick on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. He was like, this is the picture that she said, you know, sign up for my OnlyFans. It was a tweet. Sign up for my OnlyFans. She had like a smiley where her breasts would be, mm-hmm. right? And then it was, and then like the actual picture on the OnlyFans, mm-hmm. the smiley face wasn't there, but she was like fully covered from like, you know, like top of her breast down. So mm-hmm. it was like, you didn't really reveal anything, you mm-hmm. know? So I could understand, if, and this is very perverted to say, but I could understand the frustration of somebody who's, you know, purchasing that product in terms mm-hmm. of that content. Because it's like I didn't get anything more than what I already saw here on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but the, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else's OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. My OnlyFans is full of all kind of stuff. So right. there's, it, it, like, I don't know. It depends on, I guess it's like, yeah, what you said. If, it depends on what you're going to OnlyFans for. Because people that are on my OnlyFans are just happy to be on my OnlyFans because they love me and fuck with me, whatever I do. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, you know, reading I, naked, great. If I'm, right. you know, standing but there talking fully you clothed, You will be a little great, different like, because to know you, well, to, to know what you do, just in general. Because, like, if you look, I went, I've known you for so long and I've mm-hmm. seen, you know, some some things you do. But I went yeah. to your link tree, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a ton of different links to different things. So yeah. it's like, you know, if you know you, you, you're fully immersed in who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. I can go to your Twitter page. I can go to your Instagram. I can yeah. go to your whatever mm-hmm. and see, okay, this is the kind of work and this is the kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. Not that there should be this much thought put into purchasing an OnlyFans subscription. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I would assume... I would assume the type of content I would get if I were to sign up for your OnlyFans. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and even if I didn't, I could see it being as close to full nudity as mm-hmm. possible because you've been this way in other regards. You know yeah. Saying? Like when it mm-hmm. comes to your burlesque shows and when it comes to yeah. the content that you put online. Mm-hmm. So, but if I didn't get full on nudity and whatever else comes with that, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, but I got this. Mm-hmm. And I know this is of her. Mm-hmm. But if I see a girl who just was just like popping it in Vegas in a bikini all the time and or Arizona because there's a hot spots now. Mm-hmm. If I seen a girl who was just in a bathing suit and then I jump on her OnlyFans and she's still in a bathing suit and still in a bikini, it's like, mm-hmm. 
Well, what am I paying for? I mean, I like seeing girls in bathing suits, so I mean, I'd be yeah. happy. I'd, I'd still be happy. <laughs> I'm just saying a lot of people that they... Because it's like every picture is not going to be, you know... But that's how some people advertise. That's what I'm saying. Like, the stigma mm-hmm. around OnlyFans is that it's more content mm-hmm. or further content than I've already seen. You yeah. know? Uh-huh. Like, if it's, if it's rated PG here... It's gonna be rated R on the thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? because I mean, uh, I mean, uh, but a lot of reasons why people have gotten OnlyFans too is because Facebook and Instagram and all these entities are really, really coming down hard on darker skin folks, larger okay. body folks, mm-hmm. anybody in sex education, sex work, se- like mm-hmm. anything sexy, anything sensual, anything educational. Even they're really cracking down on it. So it's OnlyFans has been a way for educators like me to be able to do content that I actually would love to put on regular social media but they mm-hmm. I'm, i'll be shut down and also i get paid for my labor so right you know i don't know it's like you just gotta you gotta you know mix up your subscriptions you gotta put that on a uh, vibrate brother who is it you no. yes no i mean it's oh. somebody's brother it's somebody in um but i i hear you and i think it Again, you because your money's involved, I think that it's on the, it's the responsibility of the consumer not to have a horny moment or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You got to do because you're paying for something, right? You I think do also consumers need to understand because this is the this is the issue that folks have. Mm-hmm. Sexy workers, sex workers are full dimensional humans. Mm-hmm. So content is going to be full and dimensional as well. It's not we ain't just all one thing one time all the time like right. <laughs> And I, you know what, I think women get that bad a lot. Um, I mean, we've spoken about it here, but as far as, you know, respecting women's boundaries and things, mm-hmm. how somebody portrays themselves or how you perceive them mm-hmm. is not necessarily the reality of that individual. At all. Um, the internet is literally 5% of my life. Like, yeah. that's not the and, whole picture. And, I, and I'll say this, I'm blessed to have known you as long as we have, you know, mm-hmm. and I've seen, you know, your change over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can speak to that. But I know that you're a multifaceted individual. But yeah. I know that. Mm-hmm. Somebody sees you at a show, they may not know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They hear like a piece that you've done or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Yeah. Um, when we went to the party, mm-hmm. right? Like when you hosted that event. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And now this is another dimension of you that I see here yeah. that I wasn't privy to before. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you said, multi dimensional, multifaceted mm-hmm. individuals. I think it's just men have to be more respectful towards women. Mm-hmm. Women have to also respect women. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into that bag because that's not my fight to have. Mm-hmm. But. I'm seeing a lot of women like put these other women on blast and drive this narrative for men. Oh yeah, the picnies. They make it. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. Uh, they make it easy for men who want to be disrespectful. Mm. They really do um, because it's like I heard, literally heard someone say that was me. It is on vibrate. Um, <laughs> what's the kid? I don't know what she wants. Um, but I've heard men say, you know, well, bitches don't ever respect bitches. Mm. And it's like, while I would never use that language, I think that. Niggas who want to disrespect bitches is always going to disrespect them no matter what because Absolutely. that's just what they want to do. They don't need an excuse. Uh, no, no, of course. <laughs> like, you know, I think that folks like to try to come up with excuses, but it's just like racist when, you know, when they're like, oh, you know, we gave, you know, look at all the black on black crime. Like, nah, y'all want to kill black people because y'all hate black people. Exactly. It, yeah. it wouldn't matter if there was no black on black crime. Right. You would still be killing black people. Like, you I'm know, you. so yeah, I'm yeah. just not, I'm not with none of that. Like, I'm not like, you know, like if, I love black men because I love black men. There's nothing Mm -hmm. that another, I could see all the black on black crime. I could see, you know, black men, you know, harming themselves, harming others. It's never going to stop me from loving black men, period. So I just think that if that, if that's how you swing with hating on people, that's just how you're going to be regardless. It doesn't, you don't need any motivation. You just a hater. Right. And and I agree. I agree. Um, 
I um I honestly feel like I was talking to uh do you remember Errol Gartrell? Oh yeah. Yeah, so I was talking yeah. to Gartrell. Um and we talk all the time about the pod, about life, about books. He put me onto a lot of books to read mm-hmm. recently. He's a plant dad now, which is kind of tight. Aww. Um, but we were just talking about um about not arguing in front of white people, mm-hmm. right? And uh, using the, the word nigga in front of white folks. Mm-hmm. And I try not to argue in front of white folks, try not to argue on the internet either, because mm-hmm. that just opens the floodgates for whoever to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that people... ashy opinions. Yeah, and like you <laughs> said, I mean, but I... And, and I also think that, you know, as men, I try not to have too many arguments out in the open with other men, other black men, mm-hmm. uh, especially, mm-hmm. in front of company, yeah. is what I'll call it. Exactly. I don't want to have this argument with my brother in front of women because mm-hmm. I don't want them thinking that I'm trying to reprimand him or disrespect him, mm-hmm. but I do need to check him on some of his stuff, you know, and I told you, like, me and Ronald Rennell argue all the time about different things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or my brother, uh, you know, Mattathias, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we talk about stuff, but we're mm-hmm. going to talk about this behind closed doors mm-hmm. because if it's a behavior that I need to check with you or you mm-hmm. need to check with me, let's do that, and I'm mm-hmm. open to that, and I'm glad you are too, yeah. but we don't need to do this in public for the public I mean, it depends. Sometimes, sometimes you do though. Sometimes like some, you take a stand, but I'm not gonna have a full blown out yeah. argument with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think you need a full blown, full blown out argument. But sometimes, me as a black woman, I, 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 I need to see that. I of need course. to see you <clears throat> seeing something happen and saying, "No, nah, that ain't cool." Right. Because black women, we always doing that for y'all. Like, right. period. It don't matter. Like, and it's like. I mean, it's just been proven time and time again. Whoever, what, no matter what happens, you know, you've seen the pictures. Black women are standing in front of the gun. They're standing in front of the knife. They like Man. we lay down our <coughs> we lay down our lives for black men. Period. You ladies, so, you, so you guys are dying your shield up for us a lot. Yeah. Are you talking about like arguments within a relationship that you want the guy to sit there and stand up like in public? Or are you talking about? No, I mean like general? I no, just mean in general. Like, say somebody posts something online, right? Say somebody posts a status on Facebook or Twitter, right? And they say something hella outlandish is disrespectful towards women. Yeah. My stance is I could check you there or try to correct you, but it won't be a full, full on drag out argument or debate because that is not what the public needs to see. But I can make a stance and tell you that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And now have your phone number. Let's talk offline. Yeah. Right. Because I just need to stand up for, you know, whoever the offended party is, like, say, in, in these cases, like, say, black women. Mm-hmm. Uh, really posted a status and said, you know, uh, I wish black women stood up for us like we stand up for them or something to that extent. And my response to that was in the comments, <laughs> there, there are some some that do, you know, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of hate that comes to us. Mm-hmm. you know. But not even a harp on that because I may be the minority. Mm-hmm. Some women do. Some women do love us that way and they stand up for us. And I said that pub- very publicly. Mm-hmm. Right after that, though, let's get on the phone because you and I need to have a conversation about accountability and mm-hmm. let's talk about, you know, what you're – what is a minority you're perceiving as the majority. Mm-hmm. But that's a conversation I'm going to have with my brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I need to say what I need to say here because black women do need to know that we stand for them. Mm-hmm. I can be person X. I don't even need to have a name. You know that yeah. a black man stands for you. Mm-hmm. And now let's discuss this and yeah. you know what I'm saying? talk about this offline. Mm-hmm. That's my stance on yeah. this. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, when it comes to, you know, like black Twitter is famous, right? Because folks get on there and get to going infamous Infamous. you know they get to go on hard right so my thing is if you get on there and go hard for everything else black women shouldn't be left off that list like because y'all will go on there about shit that ain't got nothing to do with you yep like these folks that don't know you ain't never gonna know you ain't you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. you have no you have no dog in the fight right but with black women you should always have a dog in the fight right so it's like if you can be loud and vocal and talk about everything else but also when i see black women get into it I don't chime in at all. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That she all whatever you, have, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. she all worked that out. Whatever conclusion y'all come to, then you bring yeah. it back to us, and then that's how we're rolling. You know what I mean? Smart man. Um, well, I mean, I have three sisters, my mom, my aunts. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I've yeah. learned over the years. Um, sometimes those fights you stay out of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But again, it's like the thing with like you know, if me and really get into it, mm-hmm. we disagree all the time on the podcast. You know, me yeah. and really oh. We talk, you know, talk shit all the time. You know, mm-hmm. Tyrone was here, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. we have our disagreements, but you're my brother at the end of the day. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like some commentary is not meant for a public consumption. Yeah. And so I'm going to have this conversation with you because, again, mm-hmm. you're my brother and I love you and I yeah. respect you. Some things people need to know, like you say, women do need to see that we stand for them. Mm-hmm. Some shit, G, is not for the timeline and it's not for the masses to hear. It's not for the pod. Yeah. This is, I'm very personal here a lot. Like I mm-hmm. just told you my story with, you know, yeah. with shit. There's some shit people will never know. Yeah. Because it's not for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so. No, that's real. That, sorry, I know we. It's both jumped. ways. We yeah. got topics to get to. But, I know, yeah. but yeah, no, no. But I do want you to know, like, personally, because I, mm-hmm. you and I have talked about it, and you invited me to, you know, to the to the party. King Social Club. Had a great time. The Learned only. Right, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. King Social Club, the only exclusively all people of color kink event in the Pacific Northwest. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um and by great time, I don't mean it like in a perverse way. I literally went and learned a lot. Yeah. Um, can I talk about what I learned? Yes. Okay. Yes, I know. Please. When you said phones away and all those stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, which I get because I understand, yeah. you know, the nature of it. And, yeah, and all we want to protect people's privacy. No, of course. Because mm-hmm. um, we had, I had some conversations there with some people that I didn't expect to mm-hmm. see there. But I respected their privacy and they respected mine. Yeah. And it was, you know, but it wasn't anything outlandish. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I ever told you. Uh, the wax play. Yeah. The, that session, that uh-huh. whole thing. Do you know I went to Lovers the next day? Hey. I want to get myself some, yeah. uh, some candles, a little massage. <laughs> that and the flog. Yeah. So it was the one we had the finger flog on the yeah. live. Mm-hmm. That's what live I was in. Oh, okay. That's yeah, when I was yeah. like, look at my finger flog. I'm also getting one of those. I'm mad Lovers is closed. Oh, man. There's yeah. plenty of places to get finger floggers. Don't even worry. I got, got you. you. I'm going to figure I it out. Send me a list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I learned a lot. And I learned a lot, not just about... Um, not just about what you were teaching there, mm-hmm. but what I learned a lot was about uh, just confidence, and I learned a lot about privacy, not secrecy, but privacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just comfortability, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody there, we, I mean, Seattle's such a small community, right? Yeah. We knew so many people. Yeah. And it taught me a lot to be accepting of just people's different walks of life. Like, mm-hmm. That's not how I get down, but I understand that's how you get down, and that's yeah. your thing, you know? Because mm-hmm. you may not agree with some shit that I do, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean we can't coexist. Exactly. And that's and so, that's what I love about my event is like it's literally everybody. You know, the yeah. black community, we are so strong when we're together. And so that is like, you know, I'm community hearted. So I'm just all about like, look, we got to come together because if they decide that they want to start hanging black folks again, they're right. not going to stop and be like, oh, but not the college educated one, not right. the straight yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Not it the queer. They don't care. You yeah. know, so it's like we are we are all we got. We can't we can't afford to be cutting nobody black out. Black is already a sentence. Period. As it is, you know what I'm saying? We are so, family. Like I said all the time, man, Seattle, bro, like we all we got, you know? Yeah, the folks we that literally are. I say it all the time. People don't want to listen to me. It's like, the, you know, the the people you try not to pay attention to, those are the people who will have your back when something went down. So it's like we yes. got to gotta quit playing like yes. we don't know. We got we to gotta meet our teammates. You know, yeah. we, we stay so segregated amongst ourselves. It was like we don't even know who's on our team. Yeah, and you, you know? never know where your, where your allies will come from. Yeah. Right? Um. I want to talk about, uh, is it allyship, allydom? I've heard them both used. I'm not allyship? sure what the correct, is it allyship? I think so. Somebody said allydom, and I didn't know I that mean, was maybe, correct. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Don't so give me the line. Him. But what prompted you to um, 
kind of start those those gatherings? So uh, I started Kink Social Club because I have been in the kink scene and the sex educator for a little while now. And I have loved the work that I've done, but I just realized that there was a, a time and a space that needed to happen for us to be together and learn and play with each other mm-hmm. and let our guards down with each other and uplift each other. I think that um, sensual healing, sexual healing is sacred and it's beautiful and it's, um, you know, it's it's in our DNA. We gotta, we just gotta remember, right? So mm-hmm. I wanted to create a space that was outside of the white gaze where we could do that, where we could actually learn about stuff that's already a part of our history, right? It's not mm-hmm. like we're learning anything that white people created. This is our shit, mm-hmm. you know, like, this is our shit and we just need a space to be together in order to do that together. So right. the point of the um, the point of my kink events in particular is to educate and to stimulate and to allow for natural play to occur. Mm-hmm. So I have Jenga there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Did know, you? I didn't. I was. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe not the one you were at. Yeah. I think but I was one of the first ones. Oh, you were. Oh, I yeah. So I had. I had Twister. Mm-hmm. I had. Twister was there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Twister. But yeah, I'll have like Jenga, Twister, Uno, Dominoes. Man, there was a cold game what? of Dominoes. Yeah, the Who last the time. Was I, at? I don't know. Man. <laughs> at the, like so. Like, You're trash. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go to that one. Trash. I went to the one I went to uh, was in Pioneer Square. It was uh, last January. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first ones I believe yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Uh, had a great time, by yeah. the way. And um, I think you gave me a plus one. I think. Uh-huh, and I, told, I, did. I, I told. I told. I told really to come. He's not mm-hmm. here. And I was like, "Yo, like this was about." And I tried to do my best to represent it, like in the best, like non sexual, yeah. non perverted way. And uh-huh. He was like, "Hey, bro." He's like, I don't know if I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm like, dog, like I, I was like, I know her. I'm saying she's cool. People like mm-hmm. educational and this and that. He was just like, my nigga, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't come, honestly. And mm-hmm. I, I got a chance to uh, talk to him about it afterwards. But um, it was super educational. Yeah, like, I really fucked with it, you know. Yeah. And I love the vibe. You know, it was just like I don't personally like the, the term people of color, mm-hmm. but I loved how exclusive it was to yeah. our communities. Yeah. Um, and I don't like it because I think sometimes it's dangerous to mm-hmm. weaponize that term. Oh, yeah. I think <clears> people <throat> do, definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I say people, so, you know, if anybody knows me, y'all know I'm I'm black and I'm yep. about black people yep, yep. always, forever will and be. I'm black, like, y'all. Literally. Like, if you look at any of my interviews and they're like, who mm-hmm. are you? I'm like, I'm black. I'm a black God. Like, those are my first right. sentences. So, you know, like, I'm, it's always going to be black, right? Of course. But when I say people of color, I mean all of all of all of us like right. so the black folks plus all the brown folks course, plus like because i want us to be cohesive as a community i want us to be able to come together and understand what it's like to love each other and not right. not need no outside shit got you so um so yeah so that's why i open it up to everybody um also you know black people and brown people especially we've been so conditioned and colonized you know most of our you know like original people were so we've been so far removed from our spirituality and our sensuality that mm-hmm. we all need that healing right so I, right. I really want us to come together and do that um but eventually you know i, I plan on having like you know all black kink spaces and like mm-hmm. you know handing it off to like you know my asian brothers and sisters do they all asian one like i right. want you know like i want there to be i want it to continue to grow but the point is for people to come together and learn something like you said you'd never even experienced before right right like yeah. people usually just know yeah, I took notes yeah people just know <laughs> what they see you know on yeah. tv or in a movie and none of that and is actually realistic right and so you you think play party and you think you know i don't know whatever people think but mm-hmm. 
um, my event is like there's a DJ. It's it's a it's a dance party. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's yeah. It's like a barbecue, but inside, and then you also just happen to have all this kinky shit going on. So right. like literally, like somebody's playing like dominoes right here, and like somebody is like having like a, there was a head competition on the stage. Were you there for that part? No, I was. Oh not. my god, it was so was, dope. That's not the same party that I was. At. Oh, it was so dope. I don't know. I mean, they all start running together for me. But so basically, this um this head. this woman and her husband were up there. Okay. And up on the stage, and he was giving her head, and he was killing it. And so then he stopped giving her head, and he stood next to her, and he was like, "Who's next?" He's like, "Beat me." And so then it was like a line of people, like, "I can do it, I can do it, I can do it." Damn. It was like crazy. I was like, "Yo!" And she's like squirting this shit. I was like, "Bitch, you better get it." <laughs> like, it was I so was impressed. Great. He got. Go ahead. I thought you gonna say them. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, it was so great. It was so great. <laughs> nah, but that, but you know, here's it was the, so great until the then we had you know the reverse and mm-hmm. you know and then you know like um I also really one of the moments that really blessed my heart uh, and I think you might have been there for that one is like that I have you know like folks of all walks of life so I right. had someone teaching about how to approach your trans lover's body and I had mm-hmm. so many straight cis black men standing there listening and I was just mm-hmm. like. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. This is beautiful, right? Like, y'all can learn about y'all people. This is y'all's family. Like, it's all good. It's all love. It doesn't mean anything other than now you're more educated. Now you know not you know how to just how to be in community with people, right? There there has to be, and let me just say this. Um this is gonna ruffle some feathers and I don't really Mm -hmm. care, but there has to be a way to um make trans people feel more comfortable within our community. Oh yeah. Um and I don't how can I put this? Because I'm not I'm not trying to be insensitive to anybody, but mm-hmm. the crimes that continue to happen, the atrocities yeah. that happen to the trans community yeah. are Especially egregious. Especially black trans women. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're at the forefront of yeah. the de- uh, deaths. The death rate, yeah. Yeah, um, and I think it's just a black life is a black life. We yeah. can't say black lives matter and then choose to segregate some. Yes. Um, I think that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? No matter what your personal stance is, you know, um, you know, on black life, you know, or, you know, uh, gender and, yeah, and sex and, and whatever. It's Doesn't a black life, what, right? What so at the end of the day. I that, think people, excuse me, I think people are really bad at realizing that it's a black thing, right? Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, just yeah. period. <laughs> you know, like from what you guys were talking about earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was young, when the first lessons I learned was, hey, if you go out with them. You come home with them, but in be- come on. But in between, man, that, I, yeah, we always, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But in between that, there was the uh, <clears throat> if your cousin does something wrong, and he gets into a fight, even though he's wrong, you go fight. You're with fighting him. too. Yes. Yeah. But then you, you whoop sure you his ass when back. you get home. Right. Oh, yeah, no, that's definitely <laughs> happening. Yeah, you gotta fight when you get home. Don't ever involve me in no bullshit again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you're out, you're together. Yeah. Right? You're for your people. And I say that to say that as black people. I think that we've got to a point where we just started airing out all of our dirty laundry. Right. You know, even though some people agree and some people don't, mm-hmm. we just started airing it out to everybody. So now everybody's just picking us apart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You that's what? why, again, that's why <laughs> yeah. I don't like having arguments in front of other communities. Mm-hmm. People are always going to have something to say, though. Mm-hmm. No, no, of course. But I think always. we need to discipline ourselves to understand that we all we got. Well, all we have, because even with those other communities, we can't count on them, right, to no. be protectors of us no. and to speak Absolutely up for us. <laughs> I got into a debate today with a young lady that's on uh, Facebook, and she was saying, 
Filipino young lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's cool. If she ever listened to this, I want her to understand there's no beef. Mm-hmm. But she was talking about lumpia. She was like, mm-hmm. I think black people need to stop, um, you know, appropriating Filipino culture by making lumpia and this and that. Mm-hmm. And and she was talking about Ponce and some other shit. And I was like, yeah, no, I fair, right? Mm. If that if you're a Filipino woman, you know, say that. But at the same time, stop appropriating our culture. Mm. There's plenty of things that you take from our culture as well that Filipinos do. You know, mm. Filipinos are one of the biggest progenitors of the word nigga. Like you're gonna say nigga all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just a thing that you do. To use it as a term of endearment is very much so a black thing. Mm. Whether you agree with it or not, it's a black thing. Mm-hmm. So she Seattle, was, man, I'm like, I ain't never heard so many Asian people say nigga in my life than in Seattle. Right. <laughs> And so I was telling her, I was like, you know, you can feel how you want about that. But since you guys continue to appropriate our culture, let the lumpia fly. That's what I said. <laughs> really? And deep. she was like, no, I said what I said. And I was like, no, I heard what you said. I just don't agree. Right. And until you can speak on the other side of that, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you're not speaking from a point of fairness. You just always the agitator. Man, fuck her. <laughs> I mean, I, I like her. She's cool, I know but fuck her. Mean, I know what you're but you see what I'm saying? Don't like everybody else wants to take and steal and rob from us, right? And they don't yeah. want to look at that aspect of it. They just want to see how they're offended, mm-hmm. where they're offended at, right? And so, mm-hmm. just going back to the trans conversation, um, that I don't even, I don't even mean to put it that way because that seems insensitive. But going back to what we're talking about, you know, with the trans community, you know, like we need to be able to protect our own, mm-hmm. but we can't count on them to protect us, and we can't count yeah. on them to speak up for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, and I've told this story on the podcast before. There was a um, person who was trans. I think it was post op. And I know a lot of people making fun of him, mm-hmm. her, making fun of her. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, I went up to her in the club, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I know you, so I'm gonna speak to you." Mm-hmm. People fucking with you. I get it. You you also have to get it, you know. But I don't want you to be too sensitive to that, you know. But I fuck with you, and I want you to know that you're supported, and you know, I'll never stand for any disrespect, you mm-hmm. know, coming against you, whatever, whatever. Um, we have to do that for one another. We do. You yeah. know, and protect one another. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that doesn't mean that you got to go to Lovers, or not Lovers, but uh, was it Our Place and what's the other, what's the other spot? Neighbors. Our neighbors. Place. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you got to be at Neighbors every weekend. Doesn't mean that you got to be at Our Place every weekend, things like that, you know, but when you see. I mean, if you want a strong drink, you should go there first because that's they, that's yo, where they pour it. <laughs> that bartender pulled that's me up where so they pour cold. It, man. man. The club comes where they pour it. You, I went with one of my exes <laughs> and she was with her new partner. We got lit that night. Yo, it was wild at our neighbor. I'm not even sure which one it was, but yeah, we got lit. That bartender was like, I can tell you're straight, and I can tell you need a drink. And I was like, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You know what? I got that same line at our place. Really? The, which one's from, on the hill? Which one's uh, by? Um... They're right next to each other, so this is going to be oh, hard. Yeah. Never mind. It's further up the hill. It's, by, uh, it's up the hill from. Um... By Pike? By the gas Tell station? Tell my Wild Rose? I don't know, man. I went to one of these spots. It was just one of these spots. Uh, all right. I mean, it name don't matter. It was a queer club. I'm trying to name the other club. The other club was Cross Street. DJ Famous is there. He does a Havana. Show. No. See, I don't know. And for us not to have that many clubs. Club Q? I can't. No, it's not Q. It's, down, it's like going down the hill. On um, Pike or Pine? Pike. On um, Pike. You have our place. Sugar something. Sugar's gone. The sugar something. I don't, man, I don't know. Oh, anyway. Sugar Hill. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, it's not a gay Hill. bar. No, I'm saying it was we left Sugar Hill and went to that spot. Oh, but we okay. it was like across We the, did all the that corner. to figure out where you left from. You know what? <laughs> I was trying Shouts to figure out the spot. It was kitty corner to it. It was kitty corner to it. Is Shouts that? out to Guitar. We love you. It's Sugar kitty Hill's corner great. though, right? <laughs> What's kitty corner to sugar? Is it kitty corner to Sugar Hill? Some one of them was our kitty corner to Sugar Hill. Okay. okay. That's what I was trying to that's what we're trying to figure out. Okay. Sorry, we got there. That was our place. God damn it. Anyways. That's where I went. I went to our place. It has three levels. Whichever one has three floors. Yeah, that's our place. And the top floor is like 
Mm-hmm. Mad wild. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And all the black folks is back in the corner. Fam, I spent 20 minutes on that top floor. Mm-hmm. It's hot <laughs> as hell. It's and hot. I was like, I was like, hey guys, I reached my limit. I it's gotta go. It's so hot. It wasn't. It wasn't the heat that took me away. <laughs> I was like, yo, it's not my scene. But I had a great time with everybody tonight. You guys enjoy your shit. I'm out. I, this is not my shit. But this oh isn't bad, man. I don't drink anymore, but I know that they used to pour me full glasses of Hennessy. Yeah, the dude was cool. The bartender was tight. He was like, I can tell you're straight. And I was like, I can appreciate that. <laughs> but I was like, but I'm here with my people. You know what I mean? I pay for everybody to get in and shit. It was cool. It was a great time. That third floor is a doozy, though. I will not be going back to the third. I'll go first, second floor. See, my nigga, my nigga Sebastian came at me and gave me a hug and shit. Shouts out to Sebastian. Shout out to Sebastian. Oh, man. I seen bro. He was like, Reese, what you doing here? I was like, I'm here with my people, man. Like I said, my, my ex is in here, man. She's with her new partner. my business, bro. But at their floor, boy, I was like, hey, man. I mean, to be fair, at Kink Social Club, like, so we have top floor and we have the bottom floor. A lot of people are like. Oh, you holding at the same place every time? Uh, It just depends. Because I like that place. Yeah, I like Pine that place, too. Yeah. I like that place. Um, yeah. But yeah, some people are like, you know what? I can do the top floor tonight. I can't do the bottom floor. Some people are like, I can hmm. do the bottom floor. I can't do the top floor. You know, like really? it's, everybody's okay. different. You the stage know? is on the top floor, right? The stage is on the top floor. Yeah. But, um, you know, people, sometimes people feel more inclined to their hard, harder core kinky things downstairs because yeah. it's like darker. Because that's the what the wax play shit was. That was a wax play. Yeah, the we had a wax joint. play demonstration. We had the flogging yeah. demonstration. There was um, a knot tying session. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Were you there? Did you see the erotic massage? Demonstration. Yes. Okay. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. Lord. I was in line, was, but I had to go. <laughs> I learned. I learned too much. Yeah, he was like, I gotta go apply some of this knowledge. <laughs> I get myself in trouble, but I, <laughs> I will say, I'm telling you, the next day I went to Lovers. Yeah, man. My cousin, me and my cousin Alex, we went. <laughs> Shout out to Alex, man. We went to Lovers. I was like, I need this. I need this. I learned this yesterday. I need the shit. I got that stuff at the house too. Mm-hmm. I got my vlog. Yeah, good. Hey, when I used it, oh it's a flogger. Damn. Oh my god. It's it's good. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, oh it is. What's a flogger? And the way it like cl- the way it like claps on the booty <laughs> and like it's so great. Cuz as a man, <laughs> what you think uneducated is that it's just going to you just got to whip hard, right? No. Like that's what No. Uh-uh. That's what that's what I'm telling you right now. As a man, that's what they teach us. They tell mm-hmm. us, you know what I'm saying, to be Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they taught you that as a man. I'm pretty sure church taught you that. Yeah, we uh, don't even get me started, started on that. We're not talking about church. I don't want to church. because you know I will go there. No, but I'm just saying, like, as a man, though, like, you know, when you think about, like, sex, there's no etiquette for sex toys with men. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, like, you know, you, t- you have barbershop talking, things like that. Mm-hmm. When you talk about, like, uh, a flogger, which men identify as a whip, mm-hmm. you know, you think about just smacking it, you know what I'm saying, yeah. as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. But then at the... The party, I learned, you know, so it's all about touch and flicking your wrist and da da da. Hey, I'm telling you, when I learned to flick that wrist, boy, <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> results, fam. <laughs> for the next couple months, I was in there. It was, yeah, it was a thing. I'm trying to tell you, it was tight. Yeah, it's great, man. Um, it's but great. I, but I do think more spaces should exist for just education. Period. Yeah. Because a lot of us are misinformed. Very misinformed and also just scared of the unknown. It's of like you know, you don't even know what you don't know. So you come to these kind of places and you see things that um, I had someone, um, we did a needle demonstration. So, uh, you know, like play parties are all about learning more about, well, some play parties. My play party is mm-hmm. about learning more about lots of different kinks and fetishes. Yeah. So we had a needle play demonstration. What? and Real fast. So, yeah, needle play. Because I don't know. Yeah. What is so, that? So needle play is... Um, 
essentially where folks so, well some it's everybody's different so some folks just like surface needles meaning you know you have a, a top or a dom or you know a practitioner mm-hmm. who just inserts needles across the the top layer of your like skin acupuncture kind of? uh no not like acupuncture no? or okay. like you know piercing all the way through from one side to the other and then you can have things done like to that so you can have you know that um you can have like things going through and then you can have those things tied or played with or any of those things. Some people also do um, piercing to be hung from something. So like hooks oh, I've throughout s- your skin, you know, it just all depends. Say this real fast. Yeah. I'm way more vanilla than that. Okay. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> it ah, I can't imagine. Okay. It just, it just depends. Hey, I've heard uh, the homegirl told me that she said, you don't yuck somebody's gym. Yeah, exactly. Do you think? I told you that. <laughs> I had a, well, I had a home, we had a conversation. We're not friends anymore, but she grilled me last year about some shit. And I was like, okay, hey, you know. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, bloodletting is an ancient practice. And it's that's from our people, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just, you know, it's by different names, but it's the same practice. It's the same, you know, principle of it's about spiritual release. It's about Kay. physical release. And for some folks, that can also be orgasmic. Right. Mm-hmm. And euphoric and, you know, you right. feel like a, a high, a, a good feeling. You feel connected to things you weren't connected to before. So, um, yeah. But so I had a I had a needle demonstration and I have folks come up to me who, you know, have had some really interesting life experiences with, you know, like self-harm and things like that. But, right. you know, they learned through watching needle play like, oh, well, actually, maybe there's some healing in this for me where I can do something in a right. controlled environment where I'm not, you know, going and harming myself, but I'm allowing myself to have an experience with someone else. And then I'm leaving it there, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. you know, having a safe and healthy practice with that, you know, so everybody is, there's so many, you know, there's like, I'm a survivor and BDSM and like Mm -hmm. culture has really, really helped me with my sexual healing journey. You know, it's like really, Mm -hmm. and there's so much, we know we recently been having this conversation about black men and not, you know, the larger community conversation right now about black men, not realizing how often they've been, you know, like sexually abused or molested and like, you know, because of this idea that, you know, basically signing your your young men up for rape is like cool, you know. And so mm-hmm. having this larger conversation about men, there's so many um, men that I've gotten messages from, like, you know, just from hearing me talk or having conversations where they're like, you know, I didn't realize I was a survivor until I had a conversation with you. Or I didn't realize that I was a perpetrator, you know, like I mm-hmm. was a, you know, a, a person who did cross boundaries and did cause sexual harm to people because I didn't understand what consent meant. I didn't, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. Like, you know, I've had people tell me like, hey, I've went and apologized to people after having a conversation with you because I didn't realize that that what I did and what I said was super fucked up you know and like that's the shit that I'm about I'm about the reconciliation of us being able to be like fuck now that I know better let me do better right now that I know more about my body now that I know more about how consent works now that I know more about how you know homophobia transphobia you know fat phobia how now how I see that all these are really just tools of white supremacy at the end of the day Mm -hmm. you know um let me not do that to my community Mm -hmm. So if you come to my play party and you walk away being better to yourself and better to others, I've done my job. Yeah. Do you think and if you also get a nut, if you wanted a nut, great too. <laughs> I'm not going to get a nut there. I, I mean. Will, I will take some shit home though. Do you think I that mean, black people are just horribly miseducated about sexuality? I don't, yeah, I I don't think, so. think that. Well, yes. I think that we're miseducated. But more than anything, I think that we have been brainwashed 
and you know that's a whole other conversation that includes right, the church right, that right. D doesn't want me to get into. No, 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 I'm, <laughs> no. Hey, no, we can do it. I'm fine having no, it. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Uh, um, hey, get into it. I have nothing but time. <laughs> <laughs> I just nah. think that you know we've been we've been brainwashed, and so it takes some undoing to remember who we originally, right. you know, did some deprogramming, some unlearning, yeah, yeah in order yeah. to get to on a on a better path. And yeah. we can have that conversation. Yeah, and um, I mean, I mean, and you have a daughter, so I don't right. know, you know. Um, sex ed in schools is terrible. It's not comprehensive at all. It's not inclusive. It is not. Like I was just um, talking to another sex educator the other day about like just the basic things we learned and how it just didn't encompass pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, and I'm just like, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about sex education now because I'm like, there's so much stuff I'm still learning at 34 mm-hmm. that I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have known this shit. Can, you we, know, like... can we touch on something real fast? Yeah. You guys don't have kids, but I do want to say this for every man that has a daughter. I think we get tired of hearing from people. Mm-hmm. You have a daughter. Mm. I went through something with uh, a former partner of mine, and the main line people kept saying to me was, mm. you have a daughter. Uh-huh. My daughter was not my threshold into respecting women. Oh, yeah. No, that I don't believe not, that was your threshold. Not, not saying you. Oh, okay. But that's how they weaponized that phrase. Mm-hmm. You have a daughter. And it's it like, wait, wait. First, yeah. first of all, you don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Second of all, you think me having a daughter was the intro to me respecting women. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not. Because yeah. before I had a daughter, I had... Yeah, I, I mean, and you know I really hope, because that that's actually really terrible if the first time you respect a woman is because you got a daughter, because you but got what a I'm wife, like, is, you should have been... But, the, like, but, the, but I'm saying, like, the for you to put that on me as, like, a, a weaponized statement, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you try to shame me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Because I had this experience as one person. Like, yeah. I'm not out here... No. Not even to say that. I'm not even trying to defend myself in any sense, but I'm just no. saying, like, for me to have a disagreement with somebody that you may take as disrespectful or whatever it is, mm-hmm. don't try to throw my daughter into this. Because that has nothing to do with what it has nothing to do we're talking and about. And I try to be a respectful person in all facets yeah. of life anyway. Right, you right, know right. Mean? Regardless, and I'm growing as a person. Yeah. The person I was when I was 21 when I had my daughter is not mm-hmm. the same person I'm going to be when I'm 32. And thank God. Hey, right? and, and, real, <laughs> and real fast, summer aside, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the same person at 21 as I would be at 32 regardless. Exactly, because you're you know growing. I mean? yeah. There's more experiences that I have under my belt. There's more relationships that I have under my belt. Come on, yeah. I've been, and we talk about the general deprogramming and unlearning yeah. you know, that a lot of black men have to do when it comes to our masculinity and how to treat women anyway. Yeah, and how and, and how to treat your daughters, right? Yeah, it's like it, it ain't no man you want. that's what I'm saying, <laughs> but it's, it's outside of me having a daughter. So don't step to me and oh, say, yeah. because I have a daughter, mm-hmm. I should. Well, the reason why I brought up you having a daughter is because uh, learning about no, what no, she's learning. Learning and I sex understand education it's but in I'm like just speaking school. on when people bring that phrase mm. to light and mm-hmm. they try to again they try to weaponize it. Yeah. I'm gonna shame you for doing whatever it is that I thought you did because you have a daughter and it's like those Oh yeah, that doesn't saying? go those things aren't mutually exclusive. They're not mutually done exclusive. This thing. And sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just think that we're trained to as black people, we're trained to attack anything that could be like positive mm-hmm. in your life, you know? So we just shoot we, shots at people. We aim low yeah. a lot of times. So, you know, I'm old, you know, good old 35. Mm-hmm. But I remember the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, I'm pretty sure you guys do too, you know. But I remember how the music was bitch this, bitch that, ho this, ho that. I mean, one of the biggest songs in history is they ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. But on the flip side, every time you hear one of those songs, next thing you hear is, oh, yeah, they're a positive song. I can't treat women like this because of my mom and because of right, my daughter. Right, 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 Yeah, right. people don't have to be moms or daughters to be respected. That yeah, no, fact. you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, fact, but we're not told that. 
right? Mm-hmm. We're not told that at all. Matter of fact, during that time, we were told that we were super predators. Which mm-hmm. is the which is part <laughs> of the mm-hmm. problem with humanity because duality exists with all of, within all of us. You know, mm-hmm. I can go do the freakiest shit I've ever done and wake up and go to church in the morning. People don't understand duality Amen. at all. You know what I'm saying? People like, don't understand duality. People have to accept it though, because all. it's a because it's a thing. Like I mean, one of the biggest things about well, people Tupac don't Shakur people was, don't allow black people to have duality. People don't allow well, black people to be one of the things that Pac was play, was praised for was being a walking contradiction. Mm-hmm. But we lauded that because he was a black man, right? Yeah. And I think that yeah, I follow that path as well. Like I'm not a fucking saint, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's just being respectful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. your, your duality doesn't have to exist on the worst end of the spectrum and then right. on the brightest end of the spectrum either. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um so here's a question. Think about your sex ed, mm-hmm. right? And so when it comes to your the education that you want just any youth in your life to have, mm-hmm. would you want it to be the sex education that you received? From my community well no, not I'm from talking schools. about school. No, yeah, no, that's that's what not. I'm talking about. Fuck yeah, no, 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 no. that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, it's trash. It's no, no, no. terrible. And, and, and to say this, <laughs> and it's, it hasn't gotten better over the years. <laughs> and, and I want to say this as well because a lot of us had this experience as well. I don't even want the sex education that I got from my dad. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. my dad's a product of the '60s and the '70s yeah. and '80s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that's and real. so a lot of things he speaks on are like laced with misogyny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can get away with this and yeah. your sisters can't. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do this, your sisters can't do this. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. they, my sister saw that you know, I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I was I was wild, I was a wild boy, but I wasn't the wildest of the bunch, you mm-hmm. know. So I kind of drew back on some shit. Yeah. Uh, which is why I draw boundaries now, because yeah. it's some shit I'm still not cool with. But mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, they, they saw that they felt that. And I never want my daughter to feel oppressed. Now do I want my daughter her doing the most shaking ass and recording twerk videos on the internet? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, but I want her to be at least educated in what she is able to do. Um, you know, and if she were to choose to do something, you know, because then I then I had a partner who had experienced sex at an early age, you know, mm-hmm. and we had those conversations that kind of shaped, you know, like, okay, I don't want Summer doing X, Y, Z, but if she happens to do it, I want her to be equipped with the knowledge of what comes with these behaviors and these actions. Mm-hmm. It's my little girl, so I still don't want to, you know, her to do it, but I understand that she's growing. I remember who mm-hmm. I was at 13, 14, and 15. Mm-hmm. I was a fucking terrorist, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, like, I can speak to that, and I want her to be hip to whatever, you know, comes with that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to try to denounce whatever actions, but if you are taking those actions, here's the education behind it to keep yourself as safe as possible mm-hmm. out of certain situations, you know, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what to do if you are confronted with these situations, yeah. you know? So I guess that's the best that I can really do. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, that's how we continue to keep our community alive right now. You know, a lot of us are dying from our lack of information. Our parents didn't teach us shit cause they didn't know shit. And now and we don't know And those who knew that didn't want to teach us shit. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like that when I do my sexual education events, I call them not your mama sex ed. Cause that's literally, it's uh, like, it's, you know, it, it ain't yeah. none of that shit. It ain't, none of that old school we gonna we gonna get to the all the things Mm -hmm. right because um i think you know like i suffered a lot because i didn't have any kind of representation you know i didn't have any kind of understanding that there were women who were like how i am now Mm -hmm. you know fully empowered and fully like you know just understanding their body and the way that sex magic and and power works and sensuality works and I, i didn't know there were people who were polyamorous i didn't know people were bisexual and queer and all these things and so i was really really lost for a while because i had no idea that who i was existed outside of me right and i you know i felt really misunderstood really unseen and then as soon as i started meeting people i was like oh here's my fucking community like this is great you know but if we continue to treat children like they're not smart like they won't understand because children are way smarter than adults very perceptive and they very much understand and it's like you know if you if you have time to sit up here and like 
get on a kid about X, Y, and Z, make sure you're following up with the rest of it, right? So if you're like, hey, you know, you don't want like your nieces or whoever, that's a girl to like play in a certain way or show a certain thing, then it's like, why are you not talking to her about the predators, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you need to talk about both. Also, um, you know, like, we should be in the same way that we teach boys about their individuality and their sexual power. We should also be teaching girls that because there's, there's no difference. Right. And so it's like, if you don't want, you know, your preteen, that's a girl doing certain dances, then you shouldn't have your preteen. That's a boy doing sexy dances. either. That's the case. It should be across the board. Right. We have to stop speaking to young women um, that have become victims of something like they're the guilty party. Right. Uh, I don't believe in that at all. Right. Also, also we have to quit pretending that children are not sexual. Like, we were all children and we were sexual. We yeah. are sexual beings. Yeah. And we need to stop being afraid of that. It's it's about teaching. Not my baby. We have to start oh. We have to start teaching the power in that and the yeah. beauty in that. And like, the responsibility that comes and along And the responsibility it. that comes along. But it's not right. all doom and gloom. It is beautiful. It is right. pleasurable. Right. It is wonderful. And I, I want to raise our generation to understand that power and revel in it, not be afraid of it, not know nothing, not, you know, up here taking risks and you don't even understand, you don't like, you know, cause I used to teach girls groups and the things that they would ask me, like, I'm like, y'all giving each other information that's terrible because guess what? None of their moms would talk to them about it. They like be, they would ask me all the time, all these questions that they're like, I try to ask my mom, I try to talk to my auntie. They won't talk to me. They don't say this. Da, da, da. I mean, I know the shit I got was like, just don't come here with no babies okay yeah. that's real education like what yeah. how it <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what i mean like that's not that's not helping anything you know like but i remember having older girls in my life who were like here this is actually how this stuff works hmm. this is how you put a condom on this is how da da da, da. like i had you older know what? friends hey. who showed me porn because i didn't understand what was happening like you know who put, showed me how to put a condom on it was hmm. a woman and she did it for me like mm-hmm. the first time I ever like successfully put a condom on, yeah, as a chick they did it for me, yeah, because like you know, obviously my dad wasn't gonna show me how to do it, yeah, you know what I mean because he's from that era where it's mm-hmm. like, no, just mm-hmm. do it, get it right, mm-hmm. you know, and move on. But like a chick did it for me, mm-hmm. like the first couple times actually, and I was yeah. blown away. Yes, I was like, oh, this ever happens, mm-hmm. and she did it this easy. It was, yeah. she was especially I, she just put it on her mouth. Oh, that's what she did. Yeah. Oh, I, was like, I love her to this day. I was, oh, if I find her, I just want to clap. I just want to give her a hug. Yeah, shouts out to you, lady. Yeah. Whoever oh my you God. are. Hey, sweetheart, you know who you hey. are. <laughs> you remember the 7 Eleven? Hey, she's always going to represent. Oh, my Wait, did you say the 7 Eleven? Yeah, because she used to always get, what are those things called? The little the little drinks. What's the 7 Eleven drinks? Oh, uh, uh, okay. She's okay I a, thought you were at the 7 Eleven. Nah, she's always get, every time I go to her house, I stop by the 7 Eleven and get her, get her a Slurpee. A uh, little blue raspberry. The blue, I was about to say, what's the Oh, man, I love her so much. There's a, She's so tight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll tell you right now. If Nostalgia. She, if, she, if she pops up in my people you may know hey. on Facebook, oh, instantly adding her. Where you been all my life? Oh, I need her. <laughs> she is tight. Um, but yeah, but I think, you know, we just have to do a better job of like being open. You know, we the do. challenge that I face now is like I said, summer's 11. She's going to middle school next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if the schools and shit like that, you know, yeah. open up whatever. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. um, I'm scared, boy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not scared because I think she's going to get pregnant or no shit like that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but I'm just kind of scared for what she's going to encounter. She's been kind of sheltered to this point. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. her mom and I do our best at opening up doors for her and making sure, you know, she's well-rounded. Mm-hmm. She's not ready, mm-hmm. you know? She's not ready for what society is going to kick to her. Like, my daughter is a smart kid around adults. Mm-hmm. Well, she She's not street smart, you mm-hmm. know? And I remember it was like me. When I went to Washington, coming from Whitworth Elementary, I went to Washington in the heart of the CD. Mm-hmm. It was like, 
what the fuck is this? Like this, <laughs> I knew enough people through sports and things like that, you know, yeah. and like my parents knew some of the teachers and shit where I was cool, mm-hmm. but it was still such a shock to me. Mm-hmm. Summer's going to go from this school where her mom works, you know, where she mm-hmm. sheltered a lot and she has a lot of, I'm not going to say power, but her mom works for the school district. Yeah. I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things. Summer spent her life growing up knowing that her dad knows celebrities and we we do this thing and mm-hmm. she's gonna go to school where no one gives a fuck about any of that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be like this little boy mm-hmm. is gonna try to talk you out of your pants and all this type of shit in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And I know because it happens on the school bus, at school, skipping class and doing all that. You know what I'm saying? All that temptations around. Yeah. I'm not saying that I think my daughter fall victim to that, but I just don't. As a parent, I want to protect her from that, but I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shield her a little bit, you know, give her the game and all that. But I shouldn't yeah. stop you from having real life experiences. Yeah, shielding, because they're gonna happen. shielding is not helping or nope. saving any of us. I don't want it's, to. It, we have to. We have to be educated so we can make educated decisions. Right. right. And there's so many things that I would have, there's so many bad experiences that I could have skipped had I been informed and educated mm-hmm. about how things work and, and what, you know, my rights and my power are and, and how just shit works and how it goes down. Like, we can't continue to pretend like, abstinence works it doesn't clearly right. look at all of us here <laughs> like oh i wasn't trying to be abstinent i'm just saying like <laughs> yeah. i was talking about our parents though they were taught abstinence too like uh, you know yeah. what i'm saying like like we have to quit pretending that the ways that we're approaching sex and gender are working because also what we're doing is losing a lot of our black youth to suicide because black folks yeah. don't want to deal with their internalized homophobia and transphobia so when all of these kids are coming out and being like, hey, I'm queer, I'm trans, I'm this and that. Mm-hmm. And their families are turning their backs on them. We don't have, like, we we need our kids to continue to live. And if mm-hmm. if you want to see the black community thrive and grow, then we need to embrace all of our kids, including our queer and trans ones. But guess what? The way that we do that is by learning more so that when they come to us, we ain't ignorant when they come to us, you right. know? Because it's like, it takes a lot to come out. So if a kid is coming out to you and the first thing they get is some fucked up shit from somebody who don't, somebody who's supposed to love them regardless, you know, and Mm -hmm. the first experience you have is that. But then the the first good experience you have is a predator. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. Somebody (laughs) said something the other day and I know you identified this because you went to beach. We were there together. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, um, let's talk about all the NBA players. And I don't even want to say NBA, but let's just say Mm -hmm. just. All the older niggas that was coming to the beach picking up women in high school, you know, the mm-hmm. young girls oh in high school. Oh, God, I just had this conversation three days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were yeah. Like, let's talk about that. And yeah. I, and while I was never one of those guys, even when I, when I graduated, I was in college. I'm yeah. going to college. I'm not yeah, I never there, understood you know? that. It'd just be so many people who graduate. I'm just like, why are you, what, what is, what are you coming back to high school for? Why are you still for? here for it? Like, you be at every game? I have a homegirl that told <laughs> me that she uh, she slept with one of the teachers after she graduated, like a year after she graduated. Yeah, not no. at Beach. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to specify who, who and where, yeah, yeah. but she was like, she had sex with one of her high school teachers after, you know, she graduated. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Mm-mm. I thank God for the educators that I know now, male and female. Integrity. There's, yeah, there's, I mean, <laughs> my guy Al, the homegirl Kiana, um, Victoria, there's, you know, there's a lot of us and in, in being infused into the, mm-hmm. you know, Jaquay's uh, educator yeah. and self. There's a lot of us that are in that system now, and I thank God for us because I can yeah. speak to their character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I have no doubt in my mind that yeah. they're on the straight and narrow and they're just want to usher forward children. Yeah. And it's not an easy job. I pray that you're never caught up mm-hmm. with that spirit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, you're ushering forward children, bro. Yeah, like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I've worked at Union Gospel Mission. I've worked at all the middle shout schools. Shout out to UGM. Raise like, all of us. All this shit. But I see these little these little kids that I, you know, they'd be like, hey, miss. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, bless yeah. you. 
Right. Drink some water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell the kids that. I try to tell Summer every day. Drink some fucking Drink water. Drink some water. Because they be in the club just like back to back to back to back. Drink. Yeah. Put it. Put a water between that drink, please. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm trying to help you out. I, I just, but it's never, it's never gonna be. If that was the position that we were in, there's a power dynamic there that is never gonna shift, and I'm not gonna take advantage of that. Right. Like, ha- uh, yeah, it's just some basic integrity shit. Like, yeah. And I think that um, victim blaming is never the way. Obviously, no. you know, because a lot of people will do that mm-hmm. to get comfortable victim blaming. A lot of oh, people yeah. say, you know, these fast ass little girls, and it's oh, like, please. Fam, oh, that's please. so irresponsible. I mean, I'm going to oh, hear you please. out. I'm gonna, I want you to fully formulate your thought because mm-hmm. I could have come in on the beginning of this and not caught everything. Mm-hmm. So it is important to listen. As, as much as it is to articulate yourself well, mm-hmm. it's just as important to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's your If message, I hear fast girl, I stop listening because that's just dumb. I, okay, well, that, <laughs> that's, a, that's a trigger thing, right? That, that's, um, I, that's I, I know that if you are talking about fast girls that you and I have nothing to talk about because you clearly don't even get how none of this works. So there's no, there's no point in I, me. I just want to be able to fully hear someone out you know mm-hmm. when they're trying to explain whatever they're trying to explain. a lot of yeah. people aren't as good with words as you and i are mm-hmm. you know so um they can't formulate and articulate their thoughts as well yeah so i do want to hear you out but if i come to the same conclusion at the end of your speech as yeah. i did at the beginning then i think we just you know now right. it's time for re-education and then i do want to talk about this i'm about, about to say yeah. my notes um the whole uh Dwayne wade and, and situation Zaya. with his son was Zaya, uh, was daughter okay Excuse me. My Dwayne Wade's daughter. Dwayne Wade's daughter. Zaya. Uh-huh. That's how Thank she identifies you. now, right? Appreciate you. Yep. It's very important to someone identifies. But I do think it's funny when black people say, it's mama calling Zaya, I'm calling Zaya, you know, whatever. It's funny. It's a little ignorant and disrespectful, but it is you funny. You still call Muhammad Ali Cassius Clay? I never called him Cassius Clay. See? When I was exactly. born. <laughs> Thank when, you. I was, when I was born, Thank he was you. Muhammad Ali. True. I never knew him as Cassius Clay. <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Like, black no, no, folks. I'm just saying for my own personal identification. Call Malcolm I, X, Detroit Red. No, I never would, you though. don't. Yeah. Call, call him Brother Malcolm. Actually, listen. We'll get into that. Let's come on, that. man. How many of us? We all got nicknames. We all got rap names. We all got street names. We all got yeah. stuff that our mama did not name us that you very easily calling folks. So it, mm-hmm. it's not complicated. It, it's it's truly not. Um, it's not. I had a conversation with my sister recently um, because she's really really involved in the LGBTQ plus community, and we were having a conversation about a coworker of mine that said they want to identify as whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, when I was introduced to you, it was this. Why now, does it matter how you introduce it, though? No, no, I'm just no. I'm saying it took a while for me to get used to. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I make a mistake, please don't jump on me. Mm-hmm. I was introduced to you as this. It takes a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. especially when in email still this name pops up. Like in person, mm-hmm. I can address you as such and such, but it might take a while for somebody else to acclimate to that. And the person on the other end of that, you just have to. I mean, see the effort being made there. Of course, mm-hmm. you gotta be patient with people. I mean, I think that patience only goes so far because of if because. Uh, when white people at your job are calling you Derek, you you're not patient with them. You're like, my name is whatever you go people by. People at my at job work. call me Reese. Right. Period. Right. But if people, <laughs> yeah. but if people were introduced to you at some point as something else, and you're like, no, I go by Reese now, you're not gonna have too much patience because you've already told them I go by Reese. It's the same thing. If you wouldn't want somebody constantly being like referring to you as female pronouns, if that's not how you identify, mm-hmm. it's just that simple. There's, I think that at at some point we have to move past this idea of like, well, give me time. Da 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 da. Nah, do better. Like I think, I, I think that we are so I think capable. Both things can exist because I, how I, many celebrities have changed their names? How many stores have changed their names? Like it's not hard, y'all. You you call all look all hey, these Negroes in Seattle. Calls, my aunt still half calls of us don't Rainy know Beach. none of their names. Like we say, know their street name. My aunt still <laughs> calls the uh, what is it now? It's a, the dollar store across the street from Beach. Is right. It, what is it? 
stars, my mm-hmm. so-called stars fucking stock market. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like and you can and you can know that, but that's a but that's a story, right? But if this is somebody that's in front of you, I'm just saying, a human being, I'm just, but it's but it's also a generational thing, right? And so mm-hmm. I don't expect certain things out of certain generations. Mm-hmm. If that's the older people shit, and they continue to do, like you said, you know, you asked me the thing about you know Muhammad Ali Cassius Clay. Some older people still call him Cassius Clay. So I don't know. One of the long running jokes in our community is mama called him Cassius, I'm gonna call him Cassius. I mean, yeah, but you know, old white people call I'm black not. people niggers, but I'll still punch an old white dude in their mouth. I understand. <laughs> you can be, you know, I, you I can understand. be used to calling this cotton picking whatever is, all day your whole life, but hey, just you remember, just don't don't do it around me. Just remember <laughs> the lady that said that Emmett Till whistled at her was lying. She lied. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So yes, punch all old Yeah. White. No. <laughs> so, you know, Get arms, <laughs> fucking do it. Nah, um, I find I, it. I find it particularly frustrating um, when black men say that they have some kind of issue with doing it because of the way that black men are constantly disrespected and never called by their name or never treated like who they are. Like it's like black men of all people should understand what it's like for people to judge you and not listen to the words that you're saying. So I really feel like black men of all people and black women of all people should have the most compassion because we know what it's like for people to call us outside of our name on a regular basis, no matter what we do, no matter how we show up, mm-hmm. no matter all the respectability politics right. games we play, which don't even get me started on respectability I don't play those politics. Games. I understand. All the, th- all the things we do to check all these boxes for people to see us as we are and call us by our names and people still don't do it. So if we, I get it. So if we understand that, then we shouldn't be doing it to I will, else. But I will say, though, there's, there's the... So what I want to use, you can have a slip up in your mind, you know, because again, a lot of things like say in the workplace, right? A lot of things, it's not a personal relationship I have with you. Yeah. I'm literally just doing work with you, right? Even if I work with you 40 hours a week, whatever, right? So if I see Kevin, who Mm -hmm. now identifies as Kira. Yeah. Right. Fam, I don't, I'm not paying attention to that as much. You know what I mean? I might even, I I may have even skimmed through that email. Yes. And so if I approach Kira and I say, Mm -hmm. Kevin, something, 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 he's like, hey, it's Kira. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Not the most important shit to me right now. What's mm-hmm. important is this assignment. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now, I can choose to harp on that and make note. Damn. Because I could have been a person person. And I did at, at, at the job. I was, I'm not going to say the name. But it's mm-hmm. like, hey, Kevin. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Kira. Mm-hmm. And I correct myself in that moment. Mm-hmm. You got to understand this is not a personal thing. We're just at work. Yeah, I mean, you know but I mean? it's easy for you to say that because it's not your personal thing. No, no, of course. But, but if, if it I don't was, have a but if it relationship w- with you either. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because there's people at your job that you don't have a personal relationship with. But if they were to refer to you as as female uh, pronouns, you wouldn't. There's only so many slip ups you're gonna have without taking it personal because I, they know very well that that's not what you identify. I as. will say this though: there's a lot of times I have a lot of female friends, so we're mm-hmm. conversations. My homegirl might be like, "Girl, oh yeah, that and happens," I, and I catch them. Right, I do. I normally don't say anything because it's more of a comfort thing than it is like yeah. a personal thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they catch themselves sometimes, like, "Oh, I'm sorry," or yeah. like, "I was talking to my cousin the other day." But that's Hannah. a personal relationship. It is, but I mean, that is more so a sign of how comfortable I am around you. Yeah. So I don't take yeah. that personal. You yeah. know what I mean? I just think um, at the end of the day, the effort should be made. Of and, course it and, should be. And also, like, instead of, like, all the excuses about, oh, I'm going to forget, like, no, nah, just do better. And if you fuck up, say you fucked up and move on and continue to do better because it should be important to you. I'm telling you, and I, and I can say this because, obviously, it's in the front of my mind. Like yeah. I said, when I approach Kevin, mm-hmm. or, sorry, see, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. when I approach Kira in the office, I was like, hey, Kevin, some, sorry, I caught myself. Mm-hmm. My apologies, Kira. Yes. And then we continue with the conversation. Yeah. Please don't be, you know, I mean, I understand, you know, you could be offended, and it's your it's your choice to be offended. Mm-hmm. Understand that I I did 
stop myself and I recognize that right. and I would do better the yeah, next time. and continue. But right now in this moment, it's not for us to have an argument and all the other shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I recognize mean, it, my But folly. also you have to remember that this is not just you, It's right? a much bigger you're fight. The, yeah, and you're, the, much bigger and you're the, probably the 50th person that's disrespected them Absolutely. that day. Right? So now, it's if like, they chose to start a thing that day, I'm not going to tell them not to be sensitive to the shit that I just said because you deal with this more than I deal with this. But mm-hmm. it's just like you said, you know, I tell people at my job, my name is Reese because people get Daryl wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. It's Derek, it's Darren, it's Darnell, it's mm-hmm. David, it's the black guy who then starts with a D all that shit hey yep. you can't fuck up Reese mm-hmm. you know I that. mean and they still do <laughs> and then they spell it wrong god I hate white people uh, but but <laughs> and for that very reason right you're gonna fuck this name up so mm-hmm. it's just Reese B like that's yeah. it mm-hmm. um, but yeah but it's you know but it, and then it's just like you know what's your tolerance to that mm-hmm. I'm not saying everybody should be able to stand for the injustices that, no. that take place you know and happen to them some fights just aren't worth it in that in that moment especially if you see effort from that person because like I said, when I was talking to Kira, I caught myself mm-hmm. and apologized. Hey, I apologize. Mm-hmm. It's Kira. My bad. Mm-hmm. Now let's get on to, you know, this other shit that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Can we not? Yeah, but if you but if you continue to call Kira by her dead name more than I what won't. she feels com- is comfortable with, she has a very much a right to check you. Absolutely. Because if she's already because thing. she's already communicated her needs. Right. So it's like if somebody that you're going to be in any kind of relationship with, including mm-hmm. a work relationship, is communicating their needs. After I communicate my needs, anything other than the needs that I communicated are not being met. I'm now going to start taking that as disrespect. Of course. So I'm going to start giving you what I give back in return for disrespect. Of course. You know. So it's but like I'm just, I'm just saying, like, okay. So the first time I called you, Kevin, and went unchecked, whatever. Mm-hmm. Next time I caught myself. Mm-hmm. The third time I should call you whatever name you presented to me that you want to be known by. Boom. Go. Here. Here and out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, like you said, if it is back to Kevin and all that shit, now you're just making fun of me. Now I'm mm-hmm. going to take this defensive. Yeah. How mm-hmm. I choose to respond is how I choose to respond, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't continue, and I understand that that's a fight that they're going to have every day. I don't have to fight that fight every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And right. somebody calling me Derek or Darnell is not as offensive as this person who's identifying as maybe a different gender now. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't have to go through that. Right. I was always the same exactly. black, straight black man. Yeah, I just, I just, I just. It's I just a bigger fight for them. Yeah, we just have to. We have to tread lightly about people's sensitivities about a journey that we'll never understand. Right. Absolutely. So it's like in the same way that like, you know, people will be like, oh, I don't know why you know black men get so upset when people you know call them thug. You know, it's they're acting, they're dressed like thugs. Like right. the fuck, like you are, are never gonna understand what it's like to literally be in danger the moment you leave your house and as a matter of fact while you're in your house because you know these white right. motherfuckers come in your house and shoot you right there yeah. so it's like you as a white person are never going to understand what it's like to constantly be on edge to mm-hmm. constantly be looking around right? right and so you know as a cisgendered person you are never going to understand the, the threat to your life of course. that you experience as a trans person so it may feel little to you but every little thing adds to the disrespect and the dehumanizing mm-hmm. and the killing of trans folks I understand and so that's it's why it's like a larger issue I would never advocate for um, disrespect and I would never advocate for um, ignorance mm-hmm. I would advocate for grace yeah because I feel like we all need grace yeah. at some point in time yeah but I'm never going to advocate for the disrespect or yeah, standing we, for we the disrespect. We all need grace, but at some point, grace runs out. And I think I that sometimes, I you know, it. I feel like folks be leaning on it too hard. Like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to mess up. Like, nah, man. Like, you don't mess up all these rappers' names who change their names five times. Like, how many names has Diddy gone through? Like, come on, man. I think that might, like, be, the, that <laughs> might be the one. That may not be the hill you want to die on. It's just Diddy changing his name. He's the only one. I'm just saying. I get like, your point, there's though. just so many names we've right. gone through. All the people. things that you do keep up with and the come changes on, that happen in people's lives. Come on, and man. You, yeah. 
Yeah. What remember no, when everybody was Muslim? Everybody changed their name. I know y'all know all the black folks around the CD who was one name and then oh, they all changed yeah. their name. Like, come on, man. Yeah. We've been changing our names. My We've actual been... name is Eric Calligraphy Africa Shabazz X. See, boom. Yeah. Was it always that? But that's what I'm saying, though. But that's the name of my phone is Eric Calligraphy. For real, that's what I'm saying. That's like we very much call people by what they want to be called, so it should be no different. We shouldn't even pick it up like it's a separate issue. But going back to what you said at the very beginning, it's about respect. How much time? Where are we at right now? I don't know. I don't care. Okay. (laughs) No worries. I don't know. I'm not running the session. Um, I do want to bring it. Okay, wait. We didn't even touch on what I wanted to touch on. What you want to in touch that, on? In that moment, I wanted to talk about. Um, nah, we talked about it. Let's skip it. I do want to talk about polyamory. Can, oh, yeah. Is there a definite? I don't know. What This is what my understanding of uh, polygamy versus polyamory. Mm. Can I break that down for you real fast? Mm. My understanding, because polygamy, polygamy is. Wait, wait, let me get my understanding. Form you can me. of polyamory. It is okay, a- polygamy is just a man who's married to multiple women. Is that correct? Mm hmm. Polyamory is open relations. I don't say open. I just want to say multiple relationships with multiple people on both sides. Like both parties have the ability to have relationships with others. Is that? So uh, polyamory is a very, very wide umbrella. Okay. So it essentially talks about the capacity to love or care for or be in community or communion with more than one person and that can look like um, there are some people who are monogamous in polyamorous relationships meaning one partner is monogamous and the other person is polyamorous meaning they have that monogamous partner but they have other partners there are people who are asexual and polyamorous meaning that their connections have literally nothing to do with sex at all and everything to do with intimacy and community and building family or you know whatever Mm -hmm. your unit is and are probably have multiple people there in community. I mean, it's it's very very, it's much bigger than what people understand. It's really to me a beautiful way to build uh, community and economic wise. It's beautiful to have more than one person. Um, you know, if you choose to live polyamorous life in that way, mm-hmm. um, of like more than one person contributing towards a project. So if me and my polycule mm. decide that one of us Wait, is I'm going, sorry. What's this? What's a this polycule saying? is like your polyamorous community. Okay. So I have uh, currently a four-way polycule. Mm-hmm. So what I consider a polycule for me is either people that I'm dating or people that are dating people that I'm dating and we're in a close community. So okay. my uh, the girlfriend to my girlfriend, uh, people will call that your meta, but you could also just call that somebody in your polycule. Okay. Um, so for me, the way that we do it, like you came to kink, my polycule is really who helped me set up kink. Like okay. they be there setting up, they I be bet there your girlfriend, tearing yes. down. You bet one of them, yeah. Um, I don't want to say her name, but yeah, okay. Jessica. I say I, I love her. By the way, how's she doing? She's I love great. her so much. She's doing good. She's Hi, great. baby. She, <laughs> she's tight, man. I like her. Yeah, she's pretty dope. Tell her I say hello. <laughs> I will. Got you. Yeah, no, she's tight. I like her. She's always been like super nice to me. So uh, she's really that's dope. dope. Yeah, no, she's amazing. Okay, keep going with your story. Uh, so yeah, so you have for me. It's about community and support. For other folks, it it could be about a lot of things, but Mm -hmm. it's just the capacity for it, the capacity to be enmeshed with more than one person, and everybody is aware of that. There's no 
you know, somebody's dipping off to the side and don't nobody know what's going on. Like it's, it's not, very open, very honest. It's very open. Should it's be. very honest. Should it's be. about tr- yeah. It should be. It's Got about you. transparent okay. um, conversation. That's and what's it's being just, promoted. It's very, very just community centered. It's about making a good, positive community with the folks that you choose to be okay. in community or relationship with. Okay. Yeah. Got you. No, I understand it a lot better. Yeah. Now. So, but so a lot of times though, what people see is like polygamy or polygyny. And what's uh, is that when a woman has multiple partners? Uh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, but there's it's it's very it's very varied. Okay, <laughs> and beautiful. Um, I think the thing that we reject within our culture is um, just the influence of Christianity and monogamy uh, being pushed onto us, you know, mm-hmm. as the way. Oh God! And I'm not saying any way is right because mm-hmm. I've only done it one way. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only you know been in monogamous relationships. Yes. Were you? Um, no. Hey, brother. It's for another podcast on Living Day. Um, <laughs> I had a relationship with two girlfriends once. Did you? Yeah. How was it? It was actually kind of cool. What did that entail? Because I know that's a bigger question that people want to know. I don't think we knew what we were at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I didn't know. Right. I just thought I had two girlfriends. That's why I just call it two girlfriends. I wasn't okay. really amorous. It was kind of like a, hey, you date my friend. I'm also your girlfriend now. And I was like... Cool. Young, I said. What does that entail? That's kind of tight. Yeah, I thought it was tight until I realized I don't have the capacity for. A lot of us don't. Mm-hmm. More than one person. Got yes. You. Is that where you drew the line? It was like dealing with the day to day shit. So much communication. Yeah, I don't. It's so much communication. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. People just think it's like some free for all lolly lolly. Like, People think nah, about the sex. Like, they don't know, think yeah. about the day to day shit. Yeah, yeah, it's so. I'm like, no, there's so much communication. It's mm-hmm. so much. It's. It really challenges you to be honest about what is going on with you. I've seen that. I've seen people deal with that struggle. Yeah, that like to be like, oh, I, yeah. I recently just had to tell one of my partners, like, yeah, hey, I'm really, this? I'm really feeling some kind of way. I'm really feeling some kind of way. I feel like you know, hurt by your actions with this other person right now. Like, man, you know, that takes guts. Yeah, it Jeez. was super vulnerable, and I'm like, you know, I'm the baddest bitch, right? So it's mm-hmm. very rare for me to feel some kind of way about something, you, and I um, felt some kind of way, like. <laughs> Do you ever deal with, and I'm, I'm sure you do, but can you speak on dealing with uh, being stifled emotionally because you're a woman? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know a lot of times we think we seek to silence women before we think to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that? Yeah. Um, I think that sometimes people want to make you be quiet when they don't like what you're saying. You know, or mm-hmm. what you are saying to them is going to challenge them to have to examine why they are doing the thing that they're doing. Right. Or why they're treating you the way that they're treating you. Um you know, why they're just whatever. So, yes, I, I think that people do try to, mm-hmm. you know, um, people try to assume that because women, they, they believe women to be emotional, that they don't understand that. That has nothing to do with intelligence. That has nothing mm-hmm. to do with communication. I can be very emotional and still communicate everything I need to say to you. And that's not just a, a woman trait because, you no, know. No, no, I'm look here, bro. Oh, my God. Trust me. Oh, uh, my every, God. every woman I've been with. Oh, God. You're extra. I, you're doing such and such. No, you're, you're emotional, just like every other human. I'm hella emotional. Human beings are emotional. You know, I like, just watched this morning. It's not a gender thing. Human beings watched. are emotional. We've just been socialized differently. So humans who have been socialized as men mm-hmm. have been socialized to not be emotionally intelligent. And humans who have been socialized I'm as hella women. intelligent have been socialized to be super over the top emotionally intelligent to the point where it's actually 
teeters into like you know danger zone because yeah. not only are you supposed to be emotionally intelligent but you're supposed to like sacrifice you know throw yourself on the sword for every other human who hasn't been taught to be whatever yeah. i was gonna say um I, I get ragged on for being more emotionally intelligent emotionally intact than a lot of my peers mm-hmm. like i say this as a joke but it's I'm very in tune with like you know romance and, and my emotions. Mm-hmm. I watched the uh, He's Just Not That Into You this mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. Just do it on mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. It's tight. I watch The Notebook all the time. It's mm-hmm. really I'm a the Notebook. I'm a fucking yeah. Oh man, No One Ellie. Mm-hmm. Power couple man. Uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite one of my favorite joints. But like mm-hmm. I watch these movies. Um, but then people you know like you're this and you're that you know and you can't be strong and you can't you know what I'm saying and then like that's so silly. These moments of joy and beauty like turn into like things that are being picked at. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. You know, which then turns you into like somebody who's angry because you feel like you're being picked on all the time. Right. Uh, and I, 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 I also that, will say yeah, I, I, I um, listened to one of your podcasts and you just casually mentioned like, well, I learned that with my therapist. And I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I want more folks talking about that yeah. um so uh, i've been married before my ex-husband is my best friend what up jamar i love you i meant to um, I was gonna ask you about that yeah so my yeah. ex-husband is like my best friend and i like i love that man and i mean i have been talking to him for years mm-hmm. about getting in therapy i mean years and then you know he you know because i was like i'm in therapy is really helping me i i think you should just try it see if you like it yeah and you know he loves it He'd be so excited to talk to me about it. Like, he's like, man, this is so dumb. I'm so glad I did it. Like, da, da, da. And I'm just like, see, like, yeah. and, and not to say that talk therapy is the thing for everybody, but I love that, you know, he was able to see that it wasn't a feminine thing or it wasn't a masculine thing. Right. It's just a human thing. Right. We all, we all got shit we could talk about. Of course. With, or, or have a listening ear with somebody. No, nothing got to be wrong. It takes courage to be vulnerable. Um, yeah. I was talking to my homegirl today. I uh, actually don't date people who are not in therapy. Like that is a boundary. Oh, really? Line. Yeah. That's if you, tight. If you don't have. That's yeah. fucking dope. If you are not actively. But what if a person you're dating starts on OnlyFans? Would you be upset? Oh, I have no, OnlyFans, so we could just, you know, <laughs> no, we but, could boost um, each other's OnlyFans, <laughs> you know, tag team. I uh, I was talking to my homegirl today, and, uh, oh, I do want to shout out this podcast. I'm not sure the name of it. I got to look it up. Uh, this gentleman from Federal Way, they had me uh, on a roll today. My homegirl, Simone, put me out to these gentlemen. Um it's called the Lost Boy Podcast. I don't know this gentleman's name. I apologize. I only heard this one episode. They have an episode called Who Rides for the Black Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very powerful. I got into it. Those dudes are dope. Um, I wish to know their names. I'm going to find out later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really amazing. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to what I was saying. Um, fuck, where was I at with this? Or somewhere with this. Emotional. Intelligence. Tell- Emotional somewhere? intelligence. Where did we trail off to? Uh, so you were just talking about why you don't date people. Who don't go Not to therapy. therapy. Yeah. And then you started something, but you didn't get far enough before you said shout out the podcast. What did I stop? I'm mm-hmm. sorry, what did I start? I just want to shout out black women. That's what I wanted to do. Where are we at with this? You no, you literally got there and you were like, Yeah, so what did I say? Let me that's exactly what I you said. Know. You said, Yeah, so Oh, okay. Mm. Let me shout out this podcast first. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Anyway. Uh, but I do want to say that uh, oh vulnerability. That's where I was going yeah. with this. There I thanked go. my homegirl, uh, Simone for being vulnerable with me, you know, because mm-hmm. um, it takes a lot, mm-hmm. you know, to trust someone with your vulnerability and vulnerability is a gift. And so mm-hmm. I, I was telling her, you know, like I'm I'm honored, you know, that you would trust me with, you know, not just your physical mm-hmm. um, vulnerability, but also, you know, your mental and emotional. Yeah. It means something. Right? It does like, mean To be able something. to trust somebody, you know what I mean? To say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever happens to me in this moment, 
whatever happens to us in this moment is mm-hmm. fine with me because I trust you to yeah. make the right decisions to put me in a better place, keep me safe yeah. from all you know physical, mental, emotional attacks and all yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? I think that we need to do a better job of making sure that black women are covered. Yeah. Uh, black men as well, but that's not my fight to fight. Yeah, yeah. You know and, I mean? and, and it's like, you know, black men need a place to lay their head too. And, and we have to move past our, you know, like I said, all of these things are a tool of white supremacy. If we could move past all of these colonized beliefs about what manliness and all this bullshit is, if we move past that internalized homophobia and all that, what we have in front of us is just beauty and love. And all we mm-hmm. need to do is embrace that, right? But if if you my man and you start crying about something and I fucking talk crazy to you, like, that's not, you know, it's like... <laughs> That's, that's not helpful, right? It's not helpful. It's not helpful in the same way that trust, if, uh, if I start crying and you start talking, like it's not helpful, right? I've told, so it's like it's like at some point, when do you stop being afraid of people being emotional? Let me right? say this: like, I've told every every girlfriend that I've had over the past. Say, you just maybe, start out with it, like, "Hey, I'm emotional." No, of course not. They saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know. You <laughs> know <what laughs> I mean? like, but every girlfriend that I've had, and I tell my daughter this. I told my my uh, daughter's mom this. You know, we were together. And I've told you know, my friends this. I'll be. The, I told my daughter this last night. We had a hard conversation. I'll. I'll always be there to wipe away your tears. Mm-hmm. I never let you cry alone, you know, and I never let your tears hit your pillow. Mm-hmm. That's the type of man that I am. Yeah. You know I mean, I never want you to feel alone. I don't feel that same level of um, security when it comes to the women in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't trust women with my emotions. I just don't. Yeah. Because I've always been told by every woman that I've been with that my emotions are for the weak. Now I've watched you cry, mm-hmm. and I've watched you throw tantrums. No woman has ever seen me throw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. No woman, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've cried a couple of times in front of certain women, you know. But mm-hmm. I just I don't trust women with my emotions. I don't trust yeah. women being vulnerable around them. You know, mm-hmm. I've cried only in front of like a, a yeah very small amount of women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've cried more in front of the homeboys than, than I yeah. have you know even my girlfriends. Yeah. Because every time that I've done that, I've been told. Or you're weak, or you're just tripping. You're mm-hmm. being extra. This yeah. is over the top. This is yeah, it. Yeah, and that's hurtful. Hey, hey. I hope I hope that you'll try again, though. I hope that you'll get back on the horse. I hope that you'll, you'll keep trying because it's like in the same way that like, look, like black women, we can't give up on black men. Black men, you can't give up on us. No, of course, like, we have it, to. We have to. Hey, but it will, in order it will to be continue the I, relationship, we both have to keep fighting for each other. I'm not saying that it'll never happen again. Yeah, but I'm not as free with those. And and so and when. When I am emotional in front of people like that, mm-hmm. it's more of a cavalier approach. Like, mm-hmm. I know that I'm taking this risk, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Because I got me, and I'll be fine. And yeah. that's kind of a pep talk I give myself yeah. before broaching that mm-hmm. emotional whatever we get into. You know, mm-hmm. I got me. So even if in this moment you tell me that I'm not enough and I'm doing, and I'm yeah. over the top and I'm this and that. Yeah. Because even from some of the homegirls, they're like, reach your extra. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got me, fam. Yeah. So I'm good. I didn't yeah. need to lean on you. You for have that. to be centered. You have to know who you are. I've learned. Period. Not to, I've learned not to lean on. Yeah, you know, but in addition to that. that, though, you have to. You are going to have to try again because at some point you are going to meet someone where that is what they need from you. They need to see that, and that and that could be someone that you could really build something beautiful with. But Ooh, it's going to be a while. I, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> though. Like at off. the like at some point, from what I know about you, you're kind of a hopeless romantic, which I think, absolutely, which I think is pretty cute. Thank you. Um, but it's like, yeah, so at some point, the woman that you're calling towards you, that you're calling, you're asking the universe for, she's not about to put up with nobody who's, who's emotionally detached. Mm-hmm. She's going to be. But it also puts you in a space where you're able to give more than you expect to receive. Mm-hmm. I just had a conversation with a girl I ended things with around New Year's, and I was like, yo, like, I, 
the reality was you tried to make it seem like I liked you more than you like me. In mm-hmm. reality, it was mutual because yeah. of your actions, and I knew that. Mm-hmm. But you tried to front me, you know what I'm saying, and try mm-hmm. to make it seem a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with that mm-hmm. because I knew it would lie beneath the surface, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I could tell that because when I ended things, she wasn't so happy about the shit. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I knew you were just as invested as I was, but I had to deal with you for four months mm-hmm. acting away. You mm-hmm. acted like I didn't matter. You acted mm-hmm. like you didn't want these things. And when I pulled those things from you, then you were affected. Mm-hmm. But what about all this emotion that I could have had during the time we were together? Mm-hmm. Or the time we were fucking around? Yeah. From September to fucking January. You could have yeah. given me all these things. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in my, my presence absent to you, mm-hmm. now the floodgates open. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I wasn't deserving of whatever. So I had to have my own back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. now I have to deal with, because when you break up, people say hurtful shit. Mm-hmm. Now I got to deal with all the hurtful shit that you have, you know, that you're saying because you're hurt. Mm-hmm. But I sense that hurt and I see that hurt. And I know where that hurt comes from. You're coming mm-hmm. from a place of disappointment and resentment. Yeah. When all you had to do was just be real with me. Yeah. From exactly. the jump. But, I so it's, but that's what I'm saying. You've seen it in real life action. Somebody allowed their past to get in the way of what could have been beautiful for their future. Right. So I'm just encouraging you not to do the same. Like you have so much love to give and the, the type of people that you're going to build your future with, the type of people that you're going to call towards you are going to be able to meet you there. So I you have to, you have to, you have to believe that what's in you is out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, whatever you believe in God, believe the is. universe, whatever, I just, I would they're going to be you know. revealed to me. I spent all of last year giving, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm, I'm much more comfortable giving than I am receiving. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like, so we can go to this restaurant, we can spend this much money. I can buy you these gifts and I can do all this for mm-hmm. you. I can write you a poem and I can do all these amazing things, right? To mm-hmm. please you, you know, and impress your family and all that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't require much return because I'm not used to getting much return. Mm-hmm. And because I'm not used to it, then I kind of just rejected it because I know that I can survive without it. Yeah. But we're not, we're not, we move from a place of abundance. We don't move from a place of fear. We don't move from a place of lack or less than. So mm-hmm. if you are the black God that I know that you are, right. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't, we don't move in those ways. We only move in the way of more. We only move in the way of surplus. We only move in the way of abundance. So you need to continue to act that way because that's what's going to continue. Oh, well, that, well that's what I'm saying. That's the way. problem that I'm stuck at. I'm stuck at being able to give and not being able to receive. Yeah. I so can give, give, give. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Part of part of acting like the black God that you are is unhardening your heart a little bit so that you can receive. Because it doesn't matter if I'm over here throwing shit at you. If your heart is guarded, you ain't gonna get it anyway. Yeah. Right. So. And we brought up a point about that on the last joint. Uh, really was saying that, you know, he've had, he've had, he's had women fight for him. And I was like, fam, I don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And, and us having this conversation now, maybe I have had that, but I couldn't yeah. identify it because yeah. I'm not used to seeing what that looks like. So I didn't, I couldn't recognize it. Yeah. I doubt it. But, yeah. but then it's like at some point, you know, <laughs> yeah. we get tired. We get tired of fighting of and you don't want to like, and that's what I said earlier about like, we can't give up on each other. We, yeah. I got to keep fighting for you. You got to keep fighting for of me course, yeah. because we, we, like I said, we be on the internet fighting for everybody else and everything else that really ain't, we ain't really got no weight in. So the least right. we could do was fight for each other. Yeah. And I firmly believe that. Mm. Where, where are we at? G, are we two hours with this? Almost at two hours? 140. 140? This is the longest podcast we've done. <laughs> this is tight. Um, polyamory. That's what we was on, though. Yes. Yeah, that's what we were yeah. on. I think I do think we got through all the topics except for the Seattle pool party. I want to throw, but we'll talk about that hey. a different day. Because uh, I'm not sure when the outside will open up. Yeah. Um, we got to have you back to talk about the pygmies. Oh God, yeah. Because I do want to talk about the yeah. pygmies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I want to go on record and say yes that um, I think that um, sex work and also polyamory 
um, could be and have been the keys not only to like my prosperity and changing my community around and doing so much for my community. I've been able to do, you know, so much more activism work because of sex work and polyamory because I've had the support and I've had the resources to do so. So um, I want to just encourage folks to start understanding that even if you don't want to do sex work or you don't want to be polyamorous you can still be you still are in community with these folks and it would be important to support that work as well because right. it, it's coming back to you because we we are you right we are part we are I, part I of the same family i equate it to um i know a lot of people that don't go to football games still buy football tickets for other people to go come on man it's, it's, that, it's simple. Support nonetheless. it's that simple absolutely it's yeah. that simple <laughs> um yeah yeah no i appreciate you thank you so much yeah um this has been great e, you got anything else you got anything else? no Ms. Brickhouse, do you have anything coming up that you need support? Oh, yeah. What you, you, know, what you got? Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> no, for real. So, subscribe to my OnlyFans. What's the rate um, that you charge for your OnlyFans? I'm just asking. I know there's like, yeah, it's okay. doing different I've, things now. Yeah, everybody's doing all kinds of different things. Uh, mine is $50 a month, which is only like 12 something a week. That's the. Whoa, that is low. I be seeing people like. That's low? Man, people be like $25 for like a 10 minute video. Oh, yeah, because you can pay for extra content. Mm-hmm, yeah. See, and that's the. Yeah, get into that. yeah, I, I know. So, I so with it. No, yeah, so at, mine, so no, mine is just mine mm-hmm. is just straight up fifty bucks. Yeah, no. Um, I so I don't, time. I don't have a lot of like, uh, like pay per view uh, videos or pay per view photos because I'm already charging like a more premium for my actual. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, um, but I, you know, I still do customs and stuff. People want customs, but yeah, right. No, I think that's fucking tight. I think. Yeah, and know. I also like I've been in the game a long time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have well, you built it up. You do. Uh, yeah, I have Absolutely. a I have a wellspring of knowledge. Like I'm not, you know. So mm-hmm. I just I know what I'm worth, and so I would rather have, you know, on, I'm queen. I'm all about quality over quantity. So I would <laughs> rather sure, have, you know, I would rather have, you know, yeah. ten people subscribed at fifty fifty dollars than, you I know, like that, it's like and 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 who's to say I you know I may offer a deal or a sale every now and again but nah fuck that you charge like, you charge what you charge my guy because yeah, you I know that it's charge. worth it fuck right. the, uh, fuck everybody yeah. else I mean yeah and it's like you know I'm not I I am very much worth whatever I'm asking for I'm worth yeah. more actually like th- that was me giving a discount because I if there was a ability to charge more than fifty dollars on OnlyFans right. I would have charged it that was the highest I could go. Because right. they don't even have right, them right, higher right, than right, that. Right. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, is that the highest? Yeah. Oh, which is, is bullshit. I, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> nice. I understand. Uh, I just, man, fuck people, man. I, I, to be honest, bro, like I look at it like you charge what you feel you're worth. You know, um, I have a homegirl who also charges 50. And she was like the first day she made like almost five bands. I heard. Get your fucking money. I heard. Get your, <laughs> get your fucking coin. I'm uh, doing all right. You know. <laughs> you got any, um, I have a random question. Yeah. yeah. Do you think anything's going to go back to normal now that people realize that they could just do OnlyFans and that like the? I don't think it should. I don't think it should go back to normal. Um, I see what you're saying. Like, are people? Um, oh yeah. Well, because everybody has different things that they like. So yeah, people still going to be paying for pussy if that's what you're asking. Like, I mean, yeah, but I'm saying like, yeah, but I'm saying like, people still going to be. Such a problem paying for pussy. I don't know why. I feel like that's the most unattractive thing you've ever said to me. Really? <laughs> well, I don't have a problem with that being unattractive. I'm just saying. I don't I don't know why people have such a problem paying well, for pussy. I think, you know why oh, I have a problem paying for pussy? You know what's funny? Because for years of my life, pussy has been free. 
Oh, God. Here we go. No, no, no. I'm not trying to say it in any type of misogynistic <laughs> way. I'm just saying even Here like the go. randoms, even like the one night stands and Here hookups and all that. No, no, no. I'm not telling anyone else not to pay for it. You do your thing. I'm just saying it just hasn't, you know, hasn't, oh, has not been my experience. Oh, my God. So, you know, what's funny is that uh, I was just telling somebody that I'm about to pay for some dick. Oh, tight. Uh, because I was like, so, I mean, you know. Folks who are listening, y'all don't know me very well, but um, nigga dog. I am, you know, I'm a person who um, partners. I'm, I love everybody and I'm open to mm-hmm. everybody. But unfortunately, everybody that I'm open to is not necessarily open to me. And so I have run into hmm. currently not having that affection and that love that I want from black men. Because uh, they don't understand who I am, what I do. They don't respect it. It's always an issue. You know, it's just, uh, you know, the religion, you know, because, you know, I believe that the black church is a cult, not a good one. And a lot of black (laughs) men are really into white Jesus. And so, you know, and not to say every, I I know, I know my black men are out there because I'm sure I will have more than one that are going to be a part of my nation. It's not not any and all. Yeah, I know my black men are out there, but currently that, you know, they haven't shown themselves. Right. So. Okay. I, because I am a sex worker, mm-hmm. I have so many great male friends in the industry. Mm-hmm. So one day I was just sitting there and I was like, I could pay my homeboy. And now I like, we already have the, if I pay my homeboy that's in the industry, we already got all the paperwork settled, right? Because okay. it's, because it being it in the, take that. yeah, being in the industry, that. we always, you have to keep up on our testing, mm-hmm. right? So we already got the paperwork. I think I was holding the camera and I got tested. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. See, we like, yeah. We, yeah, so it's like we got the it's paperwork. Like the little cotton swab, little Come on. <laughs> we got the paperwork. They also understand consent very well and boundaries. They also understand how to have sex because that's a whole nother situation. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'll pay for a good job. You know, okay. I, I'd rather pay for a good job than have a free, terrible job. You know, like, <laughs> like I will pay for a quality, good time. I am here for no, it. I I'm like, I'm just out there just giving bad dick. <laughs> That's not my question. Am I giving bad free dick now? I mean, you should ask some folks. I never had no real complaint. I, I do. I know when I'm bad. <laughs> I mean, I feel I like take, by I this, ownership. I feel like by this point, I would have heard yeah. the streets would have been talking. I ain't really heard that about you. So, oh, good. Wait, wait, have you heard anything about me? We'll talk about that later. Um, oh shit! <laughs> I but it's good that I. <laughs> yo, yo. Okay, I'll throw my hat in here too. Yo. I've heard about you. Have you? No. Oh, that's a shit, man. Man, I mean, you can't believe it because I hear so much shit about me that I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. But that's hilarious. I hear shit about me all the time where I'm like, wow, that's funny. Not, my life sounds real interesting. I stopped dealing with people. And their rumors about me mm-hmm. once like I mean it gets ridiculous. Where oh, you're just like, how did that crazy. even how did y'all even put that together? <laughs> like, Alright, so <laughs> random story. A long, long time ago I used to sell weed. Mm-hmm. And I realized because of my cousin, I won't say his name, but he was a gay guy, mm-hmm. right? I realized that I could leave Third Avenue mm-hmm. and get way better money on Capitol Hill and right. you know, West. Yeah, Lake get Park. off a third. Certain so, pine. As soon as I Take started going on. to Capitol Hill with my weird style, because I've been dressed in the same for like 20 years mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. People pretty much my whole life thought I was gay, mm-hmm. right? Really? I never got that shit. Okay, yeah, go ahead. People always, like, people are like, man, I've had girls like talk to me mm-hmm. and I'm like trying to get at them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two, three weeks down the line, they're like, oh, I thought you were gay. <laughs> yeah, you're like. <laughs> 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 right. Hey, know, fuck you, Bill. 
I mean, also we have to really get to the get to the root of this issue that people don't understand that sexuality is fluid and so is gender. So I've dated plenty of queer men. Like you know, the mm-hmm. queer men still date women and all kinds of people. Queer women date all kind of people. Like it's not it's yeah because queer folks understand that gender and sexuality are fluid. So we are mm-hmm. very very flexible. A lot of us. Like right. I mean, there's some folks who their queerness only is you know one type of attraction but there's plenty of folks who their attraction is all over the place right yeah. so I think it's you know if, if you're gonna if you're it's important to have an understanding of people. yeah i also want to create a safe space for black queer men who do love women because a lot of times you know what i've heard from them is that they don't feel safe coming out you know they they feel like you know, people will judge them or like you said, people, you try to holler at somebody and because they thought you were queer, they wouldn't even give you the time of day when it's like, even if you were queer, if you try to holler at them, that means you're attracted to them. So what does it matter? Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Tell them. Like, Actually, I'm listening. I'm sorry. and like, even like when I've like tried to, because you know, I'm kind of popular, I guess on the internet. So people, I'm glad I knew you before the internet. <laughs> people will assume, you know, whatever they assume about me based upon who they see me with. And then if I holler at a person that looks different than what folks have seen me with, they're like, oh, I thought you was just gay gay. And I'm like, uh. You flirted with my girlfriend. I will tell you that. Uh, I, I, I am. <laughs> and hey. I also find you attractive. Next, girl, <laughs> next girlfriend I have, don't flirt with her. What are you talking about? What do you mean what I'm talking about? What are you talking about? Several instances you flirted with my girlfriend. You, you I don't understand. First of all, no, I was I never, not. I never thought she was a threat. There was no first of all, and I wasn't offended by the way. First of all, you be wanting to pick the thickest motherfuckers, and you know I like thick women. Hey man, you're and supposed <laughs> to applaud when when you lose it. You're supposed to applaud, man. Where's this nigga really at, bro? Man, that is that is that is how and black also, men are raised. Applaud her. You be talking about <laughs> your girls and a me flirting with them, but you clearly ain't seeing the eyes they be giving me. So. I just be over here minding my business being fine. And then your girl happen to notice I'm fine. Hey, I'm not mad at that. I think you're fine too. Thank you, D. Yes, you ma'am. Know, I just I don't think there's anything wrong with appreciation, but I'm I would just... never, without both parties' consent, <laughs> ever cross any boundaries with y'all. But if your girl fine and she's trying to see what's up and you ain't beefing. Nah, my girl was fine. Um, what's up? <laughs> like, hey, yeah. hey, look here. But okay, I hear your boundary of don't flirt with any more of your girlfriends. You just have to tell them the same thing because I don't even be flirting with them. I just be smiling. I will, I will also tell them the same thing. I just be smiling. Hey, she going to flirt back. Don't you say <laughs> she do shit. Oh, my gosh. It's all good. No worries. Mm-hmm. Any events you got coming Who up? You be bringing them around. You know they going to flirt with me. He likes I, don't, to watch I, it. I don't bring women around like that. <laughs> he likes to watch it. He likes to watch it. That's a whole mm-hmm. different. You do, though. I, pff, boy, you do like you. it, like you're saying you don't like it, but no, 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 no. Like I just want to get with my person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, we'll talk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I had, uh huh, had a little thing. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, your friends be real interested. Yo, it, it, that, that's the Let's part that'd that. be hilarious. Let's not do that right here. <laughs> we're trying to move a different direction. You know how much trouble they got me into on the internet. I almost died last year. <laughs> Okay, not See, just that's your friends. <laughs> not just your mm. friends. I just mean like you nah. know a lot of these straight know, girls, quote unquote. I'm like, yeah, nigga. that's real cute. Yeah, a lot of men. And, are and they don't be tell like that. I we know. Also, like, Look folks here. Don't Look be at me. Telling the truth. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, baby, why are you lying? It's Come okay. On. I know. Like, it's cool. <laughs> it's totally cool. Was- Everybody else can see it. You the only one that's believing whatever you I think you're. I almost called you government. Just now, <laughs> but I'm... for real, 
like, no, just I know. Be like, you think I don't know? It, yeah, I know you know. It's like, come on, baby. Oh, we, we can just. Oh, I know. The truth so shall what, set you free. So I don't slip up. What is your non-government name? Because that's all I know you by. Okay, so my non-government name is Brick House, <laughs> and that is what I go by. That is, Brick House. That is the name of my business. That is, I can. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to come here. Yeah, Brick House Entertainment LLC. Like I got a doing business as everything. I can write a check to Brick House. Like that's you know. I don't yeah. think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not like it's not like it's a problem if you call me my my government name like while we're amongst one another because that's how I know when I'm out that somebody that I actually know is calling me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But for safety reasons, the reason why I don't like to like put it out there in the public like hardcore is because sometimes people are creepers. Because niggas ain't shit. You said that. Yeah. You know, people yeah. do some weird stuff like look up your of course information. And, and that's why to... I told you coming out here. How do you want me? To yeah. Because I don't. Yeah, yeah. We people. know each other. Yeah, yeah. For however long, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. my partner. You my yeah. people. Yeah, no. But but it's not some. It's not like some ooh, big, big big secret. It's just that I like to stay safe and people is real crazy out here. Of course, here, so. of course, yeah. and that's the main thing that we have yeah. for right safety. Yeah. And privacy. Yeah. Okay, so this has been episode 71 of The Reshow. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to us this long. Woo-hoo! I'm not sure what time we're at. But, um, black yeah. Lives Matter, sex work is real work. All that. Sign up for OnlyFans. Protect black trans it's women. probably harder work. Do that as well. Oh, it's harder work for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, hard. that's the story. That's the, the episode we should we're go talk to. talking about divas and fucking <laughs> shit within sex work. Like, bitch, it's a picture and it's tight. Look, look at this. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. It's bomb. Yeah, like, yeah, bitch, enjoy this. It's tight. All right, uh, E's here. Like I said, really is missing today, but he'll be back next week. O's not here, and he'll also be back next week. Um, thank you, E, for holding us down. Brickhouse, thank you so much. Mm, thank uh, you. You guys join a kink party if you guys get the opportunity to. Oh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram at ms period B-R-I-Q-H-O-U-S-E. Also, I have a website, missbrickhouse.com, M-S-B-R-I-Q-H-O-U-S-E.com. Also, same thing on OnlyFans. Also, like literally everywhere. If you just look up the hashtag Brickhouse, with the queue, you'll find me. Please support this beautiful black woman doing great community work. All PLC burlesque shows, all PLC spiritual events, all PLC kink events, and sex education events. And also I do professional cuddling and intimacy work. So if individuals or couples want to learn more well, about intimacy, uh, sexual and non-sexual, I do coaching. So holla at your girl. There we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, we are out of here. Again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, especially this song. We appreciate you rocking with us, and we'll get back with you next week. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I wanted to cut a commercial.